break dancing is a brand new craze so let's filter it through the white gaze we've got two of the best in the world but fuck all that because here's some white girl kelly better known as special k learns how to break dance in just one day she's popping she's locking all up in the place but not really because we never show her face she's gonna show electro rock what's really good we need skills when you've got white womanhood dance is spinning on their backs kelly can't date ozone because he's black so come and kick it with the TKA crew. We're breaking it down where people won't save you. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. 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 Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast that deconstructs the white savior trope in film and then reconstructs it with a black and POC lens. And I'm your host, Jordan Clark, along with my co-host as always. Cameron Mason. And today's a very special episode. We need to we need to throw the very special music in underneath. But we have we have our very first guest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fellow comic book writer, Sean Pryor, who you might know from Cash and Carry, uh, and his 2019 Glyph-nominated graphic novel, Force, from Action Lab Entertainment, as well as, this is the big one, this is coming, coming soon, 2023, got a new book, a graphic novel called Fast Break, which is coming out, which is, it's a, it's a, it's a book book. This is like, it's a, it's a graphic novel, but it's like coming from book book people. That's like the, the big, big time. Sean, welcome. Yo, thank you. Yo, yo, Jordan Cameron, it's, it's fantastic being on here, man. I'm excited. I'm hyped. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I thank you for letting me uh, select this movie we're about to talk about. <laughs> oh, boy. It, it, it got me in my feelings in a good way. Yeah. Well, there we go. Let's, there we go. Let, let's talk a little bit about that, because can you tell everybody the movie that you wanted to discuss? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, When I received the list from Jordan, there was a lot of movies on there. There's a lot. And I was just like, man, I was like, I kind of need something that like, that may uplift my spirits or I'm going to look at it and be like, fuck, this did not age well at all. Mm. And I was just like, okay, breaking. There it is. I was like, I haven't seen this movie in, you know, probably since like 1990. So it's been over 30 years. So I was like, okay, this is perfect for me. I was like, let's go. Cause I saw this in the movie theater when I was a child. I was, mm-hmm. I was eight when breaking came out. <laughs> yeah. I was eight when Breaking came out, and then when Breaking Two came out in December of '84, I was nine. So in the, mm. you know, so like in you know in that year, you know, I was nine years old by the time Breaking Two came out. So, so like going back, and I wanted to go back and look at it. Like, let's see what let's see what works. Let's see what doesn't work or doesn't mm-hmm. not work at all. Yeah, and I was pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised um, by by all of it, and I I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and like visually. Story-wise, you know, it's it's got it's got its little issues here and there. Um, you know, you know, cinematically, there are things that are awesome. There are things that I'm like, oh, this is a canon movie. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. This is a canon film. Yeah. All right. So, um, there's so much about it, and so I, I can't wait for us to like get into it. Well, see, my question now is like, take us back to being eight years old and seeing yeah. this in the movie theater, because like this was like a big this was a big movie because before yeah. this. 
Wild Style was the really only hip hop movie. The hip hop movie. Yeah, and Wild Style was like Wild Style has aged better and has become more of a touchstone and in, in like people reminiscing about, you know, hip hop film, like when people are like, oh yeah, you got to watch Wild Style. Like that's the original hip, you know, but like Wild Style didn't make any money. And like, you know, people <laughs> saw Wild Style, but Wild Style was still kind of like, and it's a very raw movie. Like it almost feels like a documentary at times because it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. you know, a bunch of the, the people from that time. But, you know, there's not like a story story. It's just kind of like zips around New York and you're seeing like a bunch of different stuff. This was like, the big deal, like this break dancing, like everything was like at the height and it was kind of like hit at the perfect time. So you going to see this movie, like what was that experience like? You know, it was, it was, a, it was a really positive vibe. Like um, the movie theater that we saw it at, it was a, I think it cost like $2. It was $2 for like a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, $2 for a feature. And like, so it wasn't, it wasn't the second run. This was the original run. So it was like, we had like, like six o'clock show. And so, um, you know, it was packed, you know, and there's tons of black people in there and like, you know, and a couple of white folks and, and like everybody was just vibing to like the film. They, you know, they dug the energy. Um, they were excited, like they love Turbo. They absolutely love Turbo. Um, like with Kelly, um, AK, you know, Lucinda Dickey, I think the, the audience was like, don't really care here or there you're cool that's fine you're here okay great you're going to learn something okay fine great we hope you we hope you succeed but we're here really for turbo and ozo we're here for them and we're here for we're here for like their story yes the story centers around you but we're here for them and everything else that surrounds this movie um and so um but it was just fun everybody just walked out in a really good mood um you know like you're coming off of like, say for instance, for, for like a kid like me, like I never like, like for me, like I was all about like sci-fi films, you know? So like, I'm, I'm seeing Star Wars, Empire, Return of the Jedi, you know, stuff like The Last Starfighter. Um, I'm, I'm in the fantasy animation, like Breaking, like Breaking was like that cornerstone that like changed like the landscape of how I watch movies because I was so focused into like basically two subsets, sci-fi or sci-fi fantasy animation. That was it because I'm, I'm a child, you know, cause I'm a child, but like now we're dealing with something. We also are also dealing with the influx of cable television. So now I go to my grandma's house, I'm watching BET. I'm watching video soul. I see Donnie Sesson, you know, and he's, and like, so now I get Donnie to see like, yes. that's, a, that's a smooth dude. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I, like, no, I don't want to spend too long on this, but Donnie Simpson, what a smooth guy who hasn't showed up in the news on some bullshit. Right. Like, shout right. out Video Soul and shout out Donnie Simpson for staying on the right side of the law. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like he went to the University of Mind Your Business and has been fine. <laughs> Valedictorian, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. so yes. far. Best yes. of his class. Yes. And there was, like, a good period of time that man was ageless. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I said, smooth. Like, literally the 90s and the 2000s. And the 80s, for real, he looked like he never changed. Mm-hmm. And he it, just... It, it, don't, it don't crack. It don't crack. And that guy, come on, man. And so now I got Donnie Simpson introducing me to the world of breaking. And I'm like, you know, and like, and then we still have, I think like Rap City was starting to become a thing. And we got early hip hop. And I'm just like, oh, okay, now I'm enamored by it. So like this movie is going to give me a piece of that. Okay, let's go. 
you know, let's go. I'm ready. So going into that, like, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to see this. And um, yeah, it's it a fantastic feeling. Fantastic. Cool, cool. Now, follow-up question. What was the conversation like at school that following? Like, what were, was this the time? Was this like what everybody was talking about breaking? Like, this was like, <laughs> did you see breaking? <laughs> yes, yes. The kids were about it. Like, you know, we were all about it because then it became the question of, like, you know, from like May through July, the question was, which was better, Breakin or Beach Street? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, okay. and I was just like, look, I was like, Breakin's way better. I was like, Beach Street is whack. You know, <laughs> I was like, you, you can't, I was like, you can't sell me on, on Beach Street. I was like, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, Cannon was like, uh, the Loveless Brothers was like, hey, get this movie out first. Get it out yeah. before Beach Street hits. And I'm glad. I can, there's no offense to Beach Street. Like, I watched it a couple years ago. I was like, oh, sorry. You know, mm-hmm. but like, Breakin just has like a lot of, it it has you know yeah it's, it's commercialized but it has a lot of feeling behind it and it's yeah. like yeah and like even if it doesn't get everything right it still has that vibe of hey you legitimately tried you legitimately yeah. tried and and this is new you tried and even though there are some mistakes there's still something very positive from it right for sure well let's let's talk about some things before we get into the movie itself because I think there's a little bit that people need to know about this movie uh, so they can understand in context when we talk about it. So we've mentioned Canon Phil's a few times. And for those (laughs) are unfamiliar with what we're talking about when we say a Canon film, uh, Canon is, is a, was a movie studio that throughout the eighties and into the nineties, a made so many movies, made a lot of movies, by the way, like, prolific yeah but they made like super b movies like they these are some of the movies you might know from um from canon films obviously masters of the universe is one of their big ones uh they did you could say maybe the you could say that and maybe cobra well so Right. So they so they made Master of the Universe. They made Ninja Three, which also stars Lucinda Dickey from Breaking. Uh, well, they made all the Ninja films, all three of them. Oh, they made all the Ninja films and all the American Ninja films. I'm uh, only familiar with the Ninja films because <laughs> they used to come on at like four thirty in the morning, and I'd mm-hmm. catch like the end, like third, going to school in the morning because I'd be up at like yeah. six. Yeah. For high school, and it was like those movies are. Uh, how do we say lewd? Oh, they're wild. It's basically, just ninjas and boobs. And yeah. Yes. yes. Like, and that's it, where uh, Cameron became a man. <laughs> watching Ninja, N- Revenge of the Ninja. Because the thing about canon is they were running that grift where the mm-hmm. previous movie is paying for the next movie. The next movie. So each of these movies had to do well. And for a while, they were doing well because they also have Bloodsport. Uh, they were doing like basically any Chuck Norris movie that came out in the eighties. Any Delta Charles Force, yeah. Any Charles Bronson movie that came out in the eighties. Uh, they did all the Death Wish stuff. So like that's kind of what they were known for. Like they did action yeah. films, like tough pulpy guys. action tough, films, yeah, pulpy, tough guy movies. And it and it was a hit for a while. Like they were really, you know, like they weren't making money hand over fist, but they were making money. Like they were, they mm. were a prolific studio. So Breaking comes out in 1984. And the thing about this is Breaking is the last movie in the Canon MGM like partnership that yeah. MGM was distributing these movies. And like it's a weird time because like hip hop is still 
not a thing, you know, like nationwide, like hip hop is like what, what those black kids are doing over there. And like, it's all the noise and like, they're spraying up, they're point, they're painting all this stuff on your trains and your, your, the side of your buildings and like, you know. And, and what are they doing? And what are they doing, Jason? What are they doing? Shout out, shout out to Smokey. We'll play that a few more times. Uh, That's not the last time you're going to hear that. But uh, (laughs) um, yeah, so that's like, so hip hop is like not a thing that's like profitable, right? Like hip hop is not a thing that white people with money are looking at and saying, you know, what's going to get us, (laughs) you know, a lot of money or like make a great movie is like the the rapping that the kids are doing. Like, it's not really a thing. The hip hopping. Yeah. And even hip hop, again, like at that time, obviously, you know, you've got a lot of, you know, big groups out, but it's still not even reached the level where, you know, it's it's because we're, we're starting to get into the BETs and the video souls and, you know, all of these platforms where you can start to see rap and hip hop on television. But like before that, MTV's playing maybe Mike and and you get Walk This Way. it's it's michael jackson prince rick james lionel richie and like you said run dmc aerosmith that's right that's it it. so you're not seeing like people know like if you're into hip-hop like you know like they're playing these on the radio like you know that there are hits but it's still like not anywhere close to being like a a nationwide sensation and like doing all this stuff so breaking is like it's kind of the perfect canon film because canon's just kind of like fuck it like we (laughs) have anything to lose with this like you know like either it makes a bunch of money or it makes as much money as some of the other movies that we put out so really doesn't matter um but beat street is another movie that comes out in 1984 also dealing with hip-hop and they're aware of this and so they're like we got to get this movie out now you know Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. This movie, Breaking, is basically like me and Sean were kind of talking about it before, but it's like you get you get a take. You got to do this now because we are only filming this much footage, and like oh, we, once that's we get, all over this movie. There's so yeah. many. Well, there's so many shots, like dynamic shots of like people getting close up to the camera, or like you know, let's get let's get a uh, blue shrimp in here real quick, and he'll do something like, but he'll miss the mark. Yeah. I mean, you obviously can't see it like me doing it now on the Zoom, but like just missing this, yeah, missing the screen. So like you'll just see like the bottom of his jaw, or like you'll see the, the somebody's arm instead of their face, and it's like <laughs> yeah. they did they did that twice. They did that twice and they mm-hmm. moved on. Yeah. yeah. As a as a person, I'm an actor, so as a person who's been on movie sets and knows you only got so much film in the canister, you only got so much light in a day. That's right. Keep it pushing. Like, did we get, you know, we got his jaw. It looks like him. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they were out here just trying to do it as as few takes as possible and get it out. Like they had we to, you had to do the movie. the movie and then just push it out. And so the stars of this movie are Lucinda Dickey, who previous to this, it didn't come out until later, but the only movie she had ever filmed was Ninja 3. So she had done Ninja 3, filmed Ninja 3 prior to Break-In, and then that comes out after Break-In. But before that, like, she is she is a dancer, you know, like, 
apparently her mom ran a dance studio and so like she's got dance experience and gymnastics experience no acting experience and obviously no break dancing experience either <laughs> um no none and then the other two stars of the movie adolfo Quinones, michael chambers are like dynamic break dancers in los angeles previous to this you probably would know them best from the i feel for you video from shaka khan mm -hmm. Uh, Adolfo Shabadu was the choreographer for and then like one of the main like just dancers in so they also are not actors you know they also, are shout out shout out ain't nobody on the soundtrack by the way we're yeah. gonna talk about the soundtrack too yeah. the soundtrack Ooh. is fire um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they uh so I mean the three main actors in this movie are not actors like at all two of them are you, dancers one of you them will is, be reminded over yeah. this 89 minute runtime <laughs> that they are not actors over and over again <laughs> but then you got like you do have like like Christopher McDonald is in this movie um and he plays the agent yes yeah and, 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 I, and honestly, when he showed up, I got in my notes. When he first showed up, I was like, it's been so long since I've seen it. I was like, <laughs> oh, he's going to be the asshole. Because, like, you already had one asshole in there, Franco dude, right? Yeah, like, right. Like, like Franco is like... Oh, yeah, Frank, Franco is the uh, uh, dance, the dance school, the modern dance school teacher who yeah. doesn't accept hip-hop as a real dance form. Or, or, and, like, not only that, but, like, he is also the embodiment of politician Paul Ryan. Cause it's just like, it's like <laughs> if it's Paul Ryan had hips that worked, yes, that would he be would him. be Franco. Because like he is like basically he's like only only whiteness in my procured Aryan dancing skills will save you. You know, like, <laughs> he is like all oh, yeah, that's just that's his main focus. Mm -hmm. Like you know, really and he's is. always fussing at the black folks. And I'm just like, man, I was like, you need to get punched in the face. Mm, but like, mm -hmm. here I am thinking, okay, yeah, this dude's an asshole. So then when you see Christopher, like when you see Christopher McDonald, like his all the movies that you've seen with him, it's like, oh man, he's always the asshole. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, here comes another yeah. asshole. But like, it flips. And I forgot. Like, he's actually like a really nice dude. He, he's yeah. the guy who actually becomes, oh, like hip hop is actually like really interesting. And like, yeah. this is a whole new art form, blah, blah, blah. Also, while we're shouting out um, actors who show up in this movie, can we shout out the two like wild ass cameos? And one's a, not a cameo, yeah, because that person didn't get big until like maybe seven years later or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm talking about Lila Lila Shan. Yes, yes. From fucking Waiting to Exhale. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, she shows up for like half a half second. A second. Yeah. In the opening montage. Yep. Two thirteen. Just as part. beautiful as ever. Yep. Yes. Yes. And I'll then this. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was watching the movie. I was just firing <laughs> it up, and she literally is like seconds after the title card, and I was like, "All right, cool, cool." Oh shit! I'm gonna shout. What's up? What's up? It's so good to see you. Wow. Wow. Yes. Why do fools fall in love, right? Yes. And uh, the second of these cameos, that's just what the fuck was he doing? Because I honestly wasn't. Wasn't his movies big by then? Wasn't he big by this time? Or at least he's got three years before he becomes like top of the world big. Yeah. I'm talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme, mm -hmm. who was just watching a, a breakdance cypher, just yeah. chilling in Venice Beach for no reason whatsoever. Well, ap apparently, though, it to hear him tell it, too. Like he was doing all kinds of like flips and all kinds of other moves, like trying to get noticed and like in that get, movie, yeah, get get it picked up and get it put on screen, and they cut all of it. 
<laughs> so oh! Well, he, he looks weird. Because, like, think about it. They're playing, like, Ain't Nobody, and then you got, like, Boogaloo Shrimp and mm-hmm. Triple over here. Just like, wait, break in. We break in. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's, like, his upper body is just a Christmas ham. Yeah. Trying to do backflips. He's trying. He's trying weird. to move, but he's it's like, not. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa! I've got some skills. Would you like to see my skills? And we're like, I mean, if your upper body didn't look like you know a giant piece of tofu, then like, sure. He's tra- he's trying though. He's working it, and I mean, he he, he got in there. He got in there. You yeah, know? he goes on to star in several other you know canon films. So I guess this was a good good look. That for is him. true. That is true. Shout out! Shout out! Um, Van Damme. Last one before we get into this is is also this is the debut of Ice T. Uh, oh yes, as, as how a, could I forget? Yes. As an actor and as just as a rapper too, like he wasn't really anything before this movie came out, and then he kind of steadily blew up. I have to say, like once again, going back after thirty, you know, after thirty years of not watching this movie and to see him, it like it like it threw me back for a second because like once again, this is also like early Ice T. It's right, a different right. rap style because he hasn't mm-hmm. found his voice yet. And what was killing me is that, you know, when we get on later in the film, when um, when Ozone and Turbo were going up against uh, the Electro Rock crew, you mm-hmm. got the beat going on, but you also have Ice-T rapping while yeah. getting John Madden, um, while giving, you know, John Madden, <laughs> you know, dialogue, play-by-play. Yeah. Play by, play by play. And, I, you know, yeah. and I was just like, and like, he's literally- It's Ice impressive. T- it's, it's impressive. very impressive, but he's also one step away from being hip hop. Started out in the park, like he's there. Oh yeah, Ice T was on so no, he was very much on so. My name's Ice T, and I'm here to say, like that was yeah. kind of his like yeah. whole deal. Ice and your tea is the way to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, I mean, even he does he does that, and then he does the end rap of the song of the of the movie. Where he's like, yes. part two coming soon. It's like, shout oh hey, damn, part to, two. Wait. Shout out the whole epilogue, by the way. Shout out that. Why don't movies do this more? Where you you watch the whole movie for ninety minutes, and then we just go and show it to you again in like yeah, a three just, minute in ca- video just in case y'all weren't paying attention. Just in we, case you were, literally the whole movie. Literally, did you miss like, it? Kelly is like, oh, hip hop. What is like again <laughs> after we just saw her full transformation? Yeah, oh, hip hop. What? Well, let's let's get into Kelly because this movie yeah. is a, is about Kelly. Like it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's really is is it yeah. makes no bones about it. Lucinda Dickey gets top billing. You know, like she's the first name that shows up. Yeah. Movie basically starts out with her. She's a waitress. You know, she's also a dancer. You know, with this dance company with Franco, who Franco. We, we talked about, just kind of this weird skeevy dude. Who I guess they keep saying he's the best dance teacher coach in LA so I guess you got to roll with that but it looks sure. weird <laughs> sure. um, if, if you've never seen the art of dance before right yeah Franco he's, will blow your mind he's clearly he's clearly trying to get into Kelly's pants that's made very clear oh uh, no also everybody's trying to get into Kelly's pants like oh no yeah yeah I've I never mean, seen a first 15 minutes of a movie devoted to like you seen this sexy white lady you seen this sexy white lady <laughs> I like literally everybody in the movie when they see her is like, oh my god! Yeah, everybody but uh, everybody but Adam, her gay best friend, is basically just trying to <laughs> trying to see what's up. Um, right, right. But it's it's weird. I mean, we can talk about this a little bit here, but like this movie makes nobody's relationships clear, right? Because oh, Adam Adam is like, yo, I know these dancers that you have to go see, and then we go and see them, and it's it's not even like how would Adam know Turbo and Ozone, but like. 
How does Adam know Because they don't seem to be like people who would hang friends. out. They well, they don't look like friends when they when they're together. Yeah. Like oh like oh yeah I was chilling with Turbo last week. No, they look like <laughs> hey hey Adam hey Turbo. Yeah. I'm gonna go get a sandwich now. Yeah. You <laughs> might know him. He looks like he was like your cousin's friend. Like you, you seen around the way. Like I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, but like I well, don't that's know. That's my cousin on my. Other, that's my cousin on my dad's side. I don't yeah. go with it too much, you know. But the whole thing about it is, is that I was fine with that, and that's yeah. something. And that's something movies back then did a lot. It was just like, listen, I'm not going to explain this to you. I'm not. I'm not. We are going from point A to point B, and and Adam is the key to get us to Turbo and Ozone, and they know each other, and we're not going to explain how or why. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm a, but I'm gonna tell y'all the secret though. I'm gonna tell y'all why. It's cause they're black. <laughs> yeah. It's well, black. And that's another thing that this movie does, where like it says it says everything but racism. Like they get every they get very close to talking about it, and then oh, several they, times they pivot sharply away from it to something else because racism can't be why these dancers can't do certain things. There's got to be something else. Right, Let's pivot to something say, else. It's always, they always just say it's two different worlds. It's yeah, two different it, worlds. we're yeah, two different. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of class, uh, yeah. class division versus race division. It's like, it's obviously race division, but yeah. in this movie, it's class division. Well, we in talk this about movie, this. because you're poor. We talk about this in the Cool Runnings episode, but like in Cool Runnings, Jamaican was Jama like Jamaica uh, was the code get, word. Get out of here, Jamaica. And Jamaica was the code word for digger. And in this movie, in this movie, amateur is the code word for yes. for digger. Like that, you the amateur. Get oh these amateurs God. out of my studio. Uh, oh is basically what Franco it's says so a couple bad. of times. It's so bad. And and whenever they say that, like you know, street dance, street dancing, street street oh, dancing yeah. is another word. one. That's the other code word. Yeah. Yeah, like they're street, they're street dancers. And they really lean into that when they say it. But yeah, With I mean, hard R. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> Kelly basically shows up, and you know, Turbo and Ozo and their dance. And this is the thing about this movie, right? There's a lot of like, okay, they can't dance for 90 minutes, and so we got to have like interstitial a scenes to get us to other parts where they're going to dance later. Parts of a plot, <laughs> right? But the dancing, let's be very clear, is fire. Like, even now, oh, all these yeah. years later, like, it's these two are again two of the best break dancers ever. Like, they're going hard, they're going crazy. Yeah. And, and the fact that they got them for this movie is just like, is, is perfect because it is like the first, this is break dancing hitting a national stage. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, they could have just got anybody. You know, if they really wanted to, but you know, they got two of the best ever, and so when you see them together, yeah. yeah, when you see them dancing, and also um, they got Bruno Falcon, who is part of Electro Rock. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. he's another like one of the greatest break dancers. So they got three of the greatest break dancers of all time in this movie. So when you see these dance sequences, and they're like they're well filmed, like they're really giving them space to like do stuff, and like really giving them time to like put moves together, and you can kind of see the whole thing play out. So, so Kelly rolls up and she's like, what are we doing at Venice Beach? Like, why are we, who are these people? And she watches them dance for whatever reason. I mean, well, no, because then Adam is like, we should go out and dance. Let's do the stuff we do at the oh, studio. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Fully unprovoked, by the way. <laughs> right. 
why would you do that? So they they go out and just start doing like I guess jazz dance in the middle of this breakdance cipher. But Ozone is like, that's tight. Like, yeah. tell me more. Like, let's you know who's this girl. So, but it also becomes this thing of where for Ozone and Turbo and for, and for like the culture, the culture is like, hey, if you want to bring something to the table, let's see it. We're let's, open. We're open to it, but it's yeah. never mm-hmm. the other way around. Right. Right. You know. And so it's always this whole thing of we are welcoming, we are always welcoming. You treat us like shit, but we're always welcoming. Right. And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. So it's that, it's that vibe. That vibe is constant. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, immediately, uh, Kelly gets a, a street name because everybody needs, every dancer needs a street name. So she's Special K now. <laughs> uh, oh, man. There's so much wrong with that. There's so much wrong with it. Yeah. Even when he says it, like, you need a street name. And then she walks away because she's like, okay, you think on that. And then he like five seconds later, he's like, oh, I got it. It's Special K, which is also a very like mm. popular drug at the time. And <laughs> we're not going to talk. We, we don't we don't discuss no. drug material, even though like it might be part of the culture. We're sit- insinuating it's part of the culture, you know. Amen. Who can say? <laughs> yeah. Who, you know who can say? The screenwriters <laughs> of this movie can say. Because yeah, they, <laughs> they typed that bullshit up. Yes, they did. Um, right. So then, after that, very like, there's a lot of just coincidences in the movie, or just stuff that you have to take for you know what what you're seeing on screen. Yeah. I guess Ozone and Turbo just know where this dance studio is that Kelly's dancing at. You know, you could you could maybe say they're friends with Adam. They know where Adam dances at. Maybe that's the connection. I don't know. They show up to this place. Turbo is automatically like, oh, y'all dancing? Let me uh, get up in this and, and show y'all how it's done. So he starts dancing. Everybody at the studio is into it, except, of course, one person. This is Franco, who shows up. And actually, uh, wait, p- pause for a second, because like Kelly isn't really into it either, honestly. If you look at well, her face, she's like confused about what it is, and she's nervous that, like, they're going to she's that they're infiltrating she's, her class because by the way they she just did that yes to yeah. them in venice beach a scene ago but she, she's doing and she follows up with it and just uh like later in the scene she's doing just the classic white woman thing of just like you can't, you can't do this here you can't be here she automatically here once 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 it's something that's going to affect her negatively she's like oh no like y'all have to get out of here like y'all can't be that in here. part uh, I didn't like that. My 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 black father jumped out of me right there. Said, hey, <laughs> hey, what the fuck did you just do five minutes ago? Yeah. Right. Right. What are you mad about? That you literally just went there like, let's give them some jazz on Mm-mm. Venice Beach in the afternoon. This ain't your club, fam. If I went to a honky tonk and just started like break dancing on them, they would be they would they would not like me. Well, that's basically what Franco does. He's oh, like, yes. y'all y'all need to get up out of here. Amateurs, you know, a lot of amateurs. Amateurs uh, with the hard R. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Ozone, like basically him and well, Ozone's basically like, I mean, we can fight, and but, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> in the he's like, well, we can fucking go. Like, if you do it. And yeah, they're just like, all right, we'll 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 leave. And then uh, immediately, immediately after that, Kelly just starts apologizing and like, 
oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell them, you know, they could come here. Like I didn't invite them here. Basically just trying to save whatever position she has in Franco's dance company. And then there's a real weird sequence where Franco's like, let me see you dance. You know, like you're the best dance. And then she starts dancing and she's doing, and again, like Lucinda Dickey, while not a great, probably more accurate, a terrible break dancer, yeah, can yeah. she can dance. She can do jazz. She has dance. rhythm. Yeah. She has rhythm. She knows what the twos and the fours are. So when she's doing like this dance sequence, it's like, oh, okay, like she can dance. She can do all that stuff. And this is all just an excuse for Franco to like molest her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he definitely, and, and, and they, I mean, they obviously treat it as something that's like super wrong, but yeah, you know, it's coming like the whole scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's inevitable. Because it's, it's so gross. That. It's so gross. Again, like no one can keep their hands off of Kelly for like the first 30 minutes <laughs> of the movie. No, like everyone who's, and she is so regular. This is not, I'm not trying to be a sexist. That's not what I'm trying to do on this podcast. It's never my intention. However, this movie makes the claim that Kelly must be like the most, the most attractive woman on our planet right now. I mean, at yeah. that time. People were people were yeah coming for her at every scene. You know anybody? Because ozone, ozone is even feeling ozone. Oh, like, ozone immediately is like, who's this? Like, who, let me. Who is this? Yeah, I will say there's also a lot of implied like protection of of Kelly's white womanhood because a lot of oh, what yes, Franco, yes. a lot of what Franco is alluding to isn't just like, you know, what are these you know, amateurs doing in my studio and like, what are these black people doing in my studio? But like, but what are their intentions with Kelly? What right. are their intentions of Kelly? And like, what are you doing, Kelly? Because you know, those types, like you should be, meanwhile, I'm a sexual predator, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but, he's, have it. but he's just like, no, like stay away from my white women. <laughs> also, you know, is, is his whole vibe too. And there's a lot of that kind of implied, like it's, even with yeah. James, who is supposed to be the good agent? There's a lot of his like, oh, yeah, he's like, a little uncomfortable. He's a little sus. Yeah, yeah like he's got he's got those vibes of you know, uh, I, I I want you, but at the same time, Kelly is also like, look, just friends, we're good. Right, right, right. Or you're just my friends. agent. You're my yeah. fucking professional agent. Yeah, but James is also kind of like, but you're not with ozone though right because that would be wrong you know if you were <laughs> with a black man like right. don't do that so there's there's a lot of that where like people are talking to kelly and like all kinds of spicy people are just like yo kelly, yeah like touch on my ding dong but also don't <laughs> touch on that black ding dong <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of weird stuff where like people are showing they're showing concern for her, but it's not necessarily just concern for her, like career-wise or anything like that. But more so, like, don't don't do that. Like, stay stay away from them in multiple. Kelly, you're ways. a white woman. Did you know that you're a white woman? Um, it, it, it does it does get weird in that. Yeah, yeah. Because they they constantly and this is where they're like they're hammering the point down. It's just like two worlds. It's yeah. two worlds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You don't have to do that because we already see it. Franklin's given us the hard R, like Cameron said many times. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So we know that already. You know. Yeah. Right. You don't have to do that again and again and again. Right. And this movie insists that it does have to do it again and again and again. No, but they got to gavel like Judge Joe Brown. Two worlds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
but the thing is too like they so in, in breaking two kelly and ozone are shown on screen together like you know they kiss and they're like a couple but in this oh. movie it they never complete that it like, never happened it doesn't they, happen. they always kind of tease it or like insinuate that it might happen yeah. but then by the end of the movie like nothing is resolved like right, they're right. just kind of like and it's almost like because you didn't want to show that on screen or because that was because you knew you had a sequel like it, it's unclear as to what they were why they neglected to to make them a couple because it seems I think it's a little bit of both i think you're onto something i think it's a little bit of both where I, we don't want to show this interracial relationship. We don't try to show them kissing, and then like, but you're gonna you're gonna do it. You're already going in that direction anyway. The movie yeah. never really stops the relationship. There's like a moment where uh, Ozone is like, "No, you you, you didn't want to dance with me, so I'm I'm mad now." And yeah, he like doesn't fuck with her for like twelve minutes of the movie. Right. But after that, they're dancing together again, and yeah. they leave it off where they've just danced together, and that's right. good enough. And and the thing is, is that when they when Ozone decides to stop running, because this is that's yeah. a, that's that's another theme that's in this film is that like Ozone backs down a lot, even, a lot. Though, he, yeah. even though he's immensely talented. Turbo's always ready to go. Mm -hmm. He's always he's like he's not ready to go. He's on turbo. Away. He's turbo. He's like we can win. You know we can we can take out anybody. We got yeah. this. And I was like ah no we gonna waste our time with that. You know and like or you know or he walks away from the fight. Right. But like but after like later in the film when like Kelly's like hey what's wrong you 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 think you know everything you're always running away and then he's like wow well, maybe I don't know everything and they finally come to their differences and they work it out. But like yeah. they had that dance montage because where they're practicing and whatnot and like kelly and ozone are close and like they're dancing close and like he kisses her lightly and, and then like they continue to dance but yeah. like it's it's so quick you're not really paying attention because like, right. is this part of the dance routine or is this implying hmm. that they are together in the relationship because it never comes across after that yeah well i feel like it's probably a situation where they shot that stuff there's probably even even another scene where they like might have kissed for real and it's very like uh focused on that part of it mm -hmm. and they tested it and it was like it came back inconclusive so they were inconclusive about it mm -hmm. and then they just like left that little light kiss in there to see like test the waters yeah. and then in breaking two they're probably like oh we we could probably get away with it let's, let's yeah let's do it. For it let's go for it all the way if we're gonna go for it right uh, speaking of going for it all the way, the next scene is the best scene in the movie and the most iconic scene of the movie, and that is the ozone, or not the ozone, the turbo broom dance sequence, yeah. which so, so much of the, <laughs> we're going to keep saying it, but so much of this movie is just like, I guess we're dancing now. Like, I guess this is what's happening now. <laughs> there's not, there's no linear, well, like. It's like a musical where, like, yeah. you know, we're talking one minute and then for some reason I'm singing, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and yeah. in this movie, it's like, you know, hey, man, you know, let's go to the bodega. We'll, you know, munch up a little something. And then all of a sudden, oh, I've got a broom and it's magic. Yeah. Well, I guess they work at a yes. liquor store or a bodega or something, yeah. which is also never, we never come back to that. But then, you know, it's just like, yeah, go outside and sweep. And then, you know, he turns on to craft work and then he just starts like doing his thing. But it is, I mean, tell me again, because you saw this in theater, Sean, like that moment where he steps out and then he starts dancing with the broom. Was that what everybody just lost their minds? Everybody lost it. 
they was just Did, like, oh, were they screaming like uh, Captain America grabbing the hammer at the end? <laughs> well, back was that then, was it, that the? Ah! <laughs> I, I won't go that far because those folks are on a level that like I just I, I struggle with comprehending sometimes. But like, <laughs> but like when Turbo, like when Turbo, like just stood the broom up, he was like, oh. And then when the, when the broom pushed down, it was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that. And then like, you know, and then like it, it pulled back up. And this, you couldn't see the strings. And it was like, ooh. Mm. And you know, and then, but like, but when the music first hits, when the music first hits and he just starts popping and locking in place, folks is like, oh. Like, there's this dude sitting in front of me. He was like, oh, that's why I've been waiting on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's just I it, it was like, you know, insert Birdman looking it was out of the yeah. It was young Birdman in the theater. Yes. And so, um, and so, like, they were really hyped. And even when they saw the string on the uh, on the broom. Yeah, there's one egregious shot where you can yeah. see it. It's, see it's immensely egregious. And, like, you know, some folks are like, uh, oh, that's all right. That's all right. Turbo still killed the team. That's the canon. The that's the canon of it all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what canon films does. It's like, it's one point. It could cost them one point two million to make, so you right. know nobody really got paid. Like basically, all the money is in the equipment, which they probably don't have a lot of, and they probably didn't have a lot of film. And it's just like we got to film this fast because we got to get this out before Beat Street. Yeah, so it's like, right. Okay, okay, it's all right. It's all right. We'll fix it in post, which means in canon logic, we won't fix it in post. No. You know, that's the thing too, though. When you think about how hastily this movie was filmed, like they kill these dance sequences like you know turbo doing this maybe in one take michael chambers just like i don't know you know like there's choreography involved in the sense that you yeah. know there there is a choreographer for the movie and there probably were some you know like you have to hit these marks there's thought uh, going into those dance sequences they're not yes. random mode they're just shot yeah. a little random mode because they needed to get the shots done right and that's poor planning but and I don't mean to pick the part, film apart in that way. Actually, what I wanted to point out was that the cool thing about the movie, this is also my first time I ever seen it, by the way. Oh, okay. I never seen it, even a scene from Breaking, like never. So then I see this this afternoon and I was like, oh my God, this is actually like kind of <laughs> legit. This is kind of fun. Yeah. But what's fun about it is like the joy. Mm-hmm. The joy, like you can see it on their faces. You feel it in your bones when you watch it. Like it's fun yeah regardless of like the plot that they tried to put on this movie by the way there's like three screenwriters why uh, <laughs> no but the fun is there mm-hmm. and yeah. it might it's sometimes in the scenes but it's definitely in those dance sequences like oh yeah they are cutting it up even they when they're up. like dance fighting i'm like fuck them up fuck them yeah. up yeah. Do, the, do the knee move do the yeah. move on your knee do the spin on your knee <laughs> And then Yo, when he did that spin on his knee, I lost my whole mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm 33 years. I'm 33 years old. My knees are dust now. My knees aren't. That's all right. I didn't. I, no one told me my knees are just like done <laughs> at 33. They're done. You don't get them anymore. You gotta Jumping turn them in. Out of yeah, you gotta turn them in. Your car is up. <laughs> Him spinning on his knee made me think I could fly. But what's cool about that? What's cool about that whole scene? And this is like, and this is the way the whole movie is set up. A dance scene is used to set up the next scene because what happens is is that like he's out there dancing and here's the electro rock crew in a raggedy ass car like oh hey, <laughs> hey there they 
are. And then, so, you know, so then, like, you know, Turbo goes back in, puts his boombox down, turns off craft work. By the way, the music used for this film is great. It is yes. amazing. Um, yes. Yes. And, like, I was, I was like, man, you didn't sweep nothing. And Turbo's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, come on. I did. Bro. And, like, I was, I was like, man, you ain't sweep that over there. You ain't sweep that over there. And then out of nowhere, here's a lecture rock crew, like, right in front of him. It's just like, hey, hey. Hey, no, hey. Hey, bring your girlfriend. Bring your girlfriend, the dancer. Come on, we gonna we gonna finally throw down. And so, and once again, Ozone was just, you know, Ozone was like, and eh, whatever. And Turbo was like, we can do this, man. This, come on, we can do this. And then you get that montage, but, but still, it's like the 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 extended dance scenes always lead to them being able to wedge something in, so you can get to that next. So you part. can get to the next part of yeah. the story. And I, and I and I love the fact that like every single dance scene is about five minutes. And I'm like, I'm it does. Yeah. It is kind of seamless. It is kind of seamless. Like For you sure. don't. You don't. It's not like a modern musical where we stop and we're dancing, and then yeah. the next thing happens, and then the and the story is actually kind of um, a little conjunctive because of that. The story is like a little choppy because of that because we stopped for ten minutes so you could dance and sing. But this movie is like, no, we're getting to the dance sequences. So you can get this story, but it's also like, oh, they like, or either like they won this one and that makes a difference or like, you know, they lost this one. So now the feelings yeah. are different. Like it, it was actually like kind of legit in that sense. I, I like shout out. Yeah. Sh- shout out breaking for real. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, just touching on Electro Rock real quick. Electro Rock is going to get our first double drop of the show because first of all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> graduates of black acting school definitely uh, definitely they, uh, they got the, the, the strongest faces in this movie yeah i mean they're doing they're going full of, no, these people are not actors so you know we're not getting on them in that sense but like no. you know like they are doing I, whatever they've been told to do uh which is also uh this and it's it is Again, it's one of those things that's implied, right? Like they're not right. in a gang, they're in electro rock. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of talk, cross talk, insinuating street activity. Stuff. Yeah, you know, like, where like they, they tough, but we don't know where the toughness comes from is the toughness. Right. Because yeah, no one's got a gun, no one's got right. chains or a knife. Yeah. Right. Well, they're literally so, just like wearing weird clothes and right. dancing in your face. Well, so here's the thing. So they go to the club, right? After this, the next scene is they yes, go to the yes. club and they start doing the dancing. And I, like, I know, I get it, right? Like, it's, it was a thing, right? People did settle beef through breakdance at the club. Like, it was, it's not made up. Yeah. Like, people actually did that. I have to say, though, watching this, if that happened, motherfuckers would have fought like the way that they were like <laughs> he took his jacket off like yeah. he was there, like you know like we we're getting yeah. to a place where it's like no, they so, somebody's got to get jackets hit. off through yeah. their legs right they came up whoop your jacket fight it's mine now <laughs> you know what i mean like it was getting and to then, the point and then the homeboy homeboy like took the lapel off a homegirl shirt she was like yeah ooh, right you know it was like all right i mean i know y'all are you, you, quote unquote just dancing but this is good to the dancing. point where somebody's got to get hands because you can't that's aggro. That's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't get that far up into it and they're doing the whole like they're like shaking like up like in their face and right like face. you know so it's just kind of like all right like this is getting intense but then electro rock has the ace which is their female member which again brings me back to the point of why kelly because 
clearly there's women in this club who can dance, who are yeah. break dancers, who are very good at this because this woman is terrific. Like she's a great she dancer. Was a, she was around before Kelly was even an idea. You know, so the idea that they're like, yo, we need to get Kelly to counter this is like, is she the first choice that you would go to? Because, <laughs> I, you know, like g- given what you've seen so far, like while not a bad dancer, she definitely is not going to break dance. So I don't know why they would be like, you know, who needs to be a part of our crew is Kelly. It's Special Kelly. K. Sorry, Special K. Uh, <laughs> I see it in her. <laughs> something else about that battle, which which I which I liked, is how you know I like tur- tur- Turbo and Ozone. They're like, okay, let's let them dance. Let's see what they do. And Ozone just pulls out a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Smoke cigarette, just watch. He watches and like you know, and then like he's just studying. He's like he's just studying them. Mm-hmm. But it's also like this whole thing of like a gunslinger, just waiting for the right moment to pull the gun out of the holster and pull the trigger. And like and that's yeah. how. And then for me, that's how it's kind of filmed. It, it's the energy's kind of, there, yeah. Yeah, that energy's there, and like I love that. I love that. Yeah. And that's that. And that's the type of energy that you don't get in a lot of movies nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get that, at least from what I've seen over like the last decade. Or so. Oh yeah, you don't get that kind of energy. And I was just like, man, that's really fucking great. And um, it's like you, you, you're, you're, um, it's kind of like you're superimposing like a whole different energy onto this culture, and right. then you're yeah. elevating it by doing that. I mean, the like yeah. I said, there's joy in this movie. There's like mm-hmm. real like care about the culture of this oh, yeah. movie yes it just so happens the plot doesn't seem to care about black culture you're right well let's and let's be clear too before we move on that we've talked a lot about turbo but ozone is also cold like ozone is ozone's a bad motherfucker yo yeah he's so fluid you know like when you see him like move on the floor he's not doing like the same like crazy moves that turbo is doing but like everything is oh, like got it though yeah, everything is so fluid and in sequence. And just the way he transitions from one move to the next is like, you know, I mean, clearly you can see, and that's kind of, it's also mirrors their relationship where like Turbo is like the younger brother, yeah. like I'm going to show out, I'm going to do, you know, all these different moves. And Ozone is kind of like the older brother, like I'm going to play it cool. Like I'm just going to you know, do like, back. You're right. I'm going to do everything, you know, like, and more like, you know, you might not right. see it like, it might be it might not be at like this kind of next level energy that turbo is presenting but like nobody's fucking with me still like you can just kind of right. see it when he's on the floor right. um and to speak briefly too to their just their characters right because this is so this is part of you know we haven't gotten into directly the white savior element of it uh which is coming up next which oh, is we the, will. <laughs> transitions into we it will. but the thing that's so frustrating about this movie is that like, again, no shots at Lucinda Dickey. Like she's, you know, she's in the movie, she's doing the thing, but like Adolfo and Michael are like so charismatic and so electric on screen, even when they're not dancing. Like even when, you know, Michael is doing kind of just like this, like this (laughs) over the top mugging kind of like Jerry Lewis, like, like comedy, like he's still, even though he's not a trained actor, like he gets, it like he gets what he's supposed to be doing on screen and like Mm -hmm. Adolfo is not 
an actor, you know, but like he, he still carries the emotional and like a lot of the other stuff that, you know, Michael is not doing as an actor. Yeah, he handles it. He handles it for sure. So, you know, like when you see both of them together and like, you're talking about just like the joy that's vi- like coming off of them and just like the energy coming off of them. It's not that like Lucinda sucks all that out of the scene, but like she's not adding anything nearly as yeah, much dance wise yeah, no. or character wise as both of these people are so it's it's frustrating when like you she's the narrative that you're following in the star of the movie where you're like but can we go back to one of the other two because like that's what i'm interested in like you know you're this is fine whatever you got an agent that's cool but like i want to see him dance again or like i just want to see them together playing off of each other in the scene yeah and it's also a thing of it takes another black person to make the suggestion that Kelly teams up with Turbo yeah. and Stone and they should form a group together and then they, you know, and whatnot. So I guess Adam, AKA Cupcakes, yeah. makes that suggestion. So now, yeah. the, so then it, it becomes this thing of, okay, it's not the white woman pushing herself into the group and forcing herself into the group. It's the, it's, we let the, we'll, we'll blame the black person. For it. <laughs> so, you know, we'll let, we'll let them make the suggestion. So now that takes all the pressure off the character of Kelly. Off of her. Hesitant, yeah. But it takes the pressure off her because she didn't make the suggestion, you know, because like Adam was like, look, you're struggling with all these tryouts. You know, you give them what you give them what they want, but they don't want you, you mm-hmm, know, right. something different. Why don't you just dance, dance with Turbo and Ozo? You know, like he makes that suggestion, and, and like yeah. even Turbo, even Turbo's like, look, I don't know about this, right? You know, right. like you right. know, tur- you know, and like it takes a while for Turbo to really be like, okay, I believe that you are genuine. Yeah, take and it takes a little while, fam, to like believe her that she is actually genuine and her intentions are good, even though she does do the Karen type things. <laughs> So, you know, there, there, there's that there's struggle there. But, like, once again, this film protects Kelly by letting mm-hmm. Black people make the suggestions for mm-hmm. So, I mean, one, right, like, you know, Adam makes that suggestion, but then just another one of these moments. Uh, can Kelly really drive up to the hood? Like, can she really pull up on the block like she does a couple of times in this movie? Because she just drives to the <laughs> It, it's 1984. <laughs> it's 1984. She cannot. It's not happening. I in, couldn't even pull up on that corner. No, in, in, in South Central right. too. Like you're in South Central LA, and she's just she's in her in the hood and her buggy. She just pulls up. Yeah. It just Top knocks down. on the door. Hey, is Ozo around? Are they here? <laughs> it's Can just like they come uh, out of play. <laughs> okay. No, bitch. No. Like, you know, Turbo trying to, like, you know, like, later on, later on, like, you know, Turbo's teaching the kids, you know, hip-hop yeah. and everything and dancing, and Kelly just pulls up in the hood, and I'm just like, you are crazy. <laughs> you're a bull. You're a bull yes. lady. Like, you didn't even, like, put your, put your uh, you know, sunroof back up. He was like, no, fuck it. Let him see no, me. She probably down in she the pro- hood. She probably left the keys in the car when she got out. Just walked yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look at you. Like, look just- at you. Just, just confident. She's very well. Speaking of confident, she rolls up and, you know, like Adam makes a suggestion and (laughs) Kelly says basically something along the lines of like, you know, that girl's good, but I'm better. And it's like, are you? better are you, <laughs> are, you, are you better because the movie says you're better because like the lines are like 20 minutes before you said those words 
Yeah. Because Did you believe that though? Yeah. Because you she, know when she said that, I had to hit pause and I just had to get up from my desk. <laughs> and like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go take a walk. <laughs> I'm gonna get me some fresh air. Yeah. And maybe I'll go get myself a sandwich. Yeah, it's lunchtime. I'm gonna go get myself a sandwich. And she didn't say that. She didn't say that. She so, didn't, so I, I, she I, said I, it with her chest. She yeah, meant that. Yeah, like I left. I had a good sandwich. I had a good brisk walk. Cause I'm the best of this yeah. genre that I just found out about a day ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I came back, I hit rewind, and I was like, you said what? You just got here. You just nah, th this is easy. I can do this. I can colonization. <laughs> you just do a little with the hands, right? And then it's no, I got it. I can do it. Uh, this is it's the same as these white girls taking taking responsibility for these TikTok dances. It's the same thing. Mm. Well, and you and you saw what happened when all those black people stopped making TikToks and white people were stuck because they were just like uh... they were like, oh, we have to dance by ourselves. Oh my God, we really, really suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, Kelly would probably be in the same position. If it wasn't a movie, if it wasn't a fucking fantasy. Yeah, I will yeah. say that the training montage was kind of low key funny because I kept thinking oh, yeah. in my mind, is is that Lucinda Dickey in the close up? Or did they get somebody else to come in and do like the hand tutting or like the footwork? Like, is For that half a second? I thought the same. Yeah, because it's not the same <laughs> shot. It's always like my my dad trained my eyes to do this shit. He's like, because it's not in the same shot. If I don't see your face, mm. in the same shot as your hands or your body, you didn't do it. Right. Because because. Cause there's some moments like she's spinning, but they cut off, they cut it off before she can put up before spin. she puts her head back, you know? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so there's moments where like, it is her, but like, she's not doing the full move. Like she's kind of doing it, but then also it's unclear how much time passes, you know, because it's like, is it, it, in my mind, it could only have been a few weeks of, of oh, the whole movie. Oh no. Like this specific dance training, oh. like teaching her how to dance. Yeah. You know I, I mean? uh, they, the movie makes it seem like it is an afternoon, right? <laughs> a right. solid afternoon, and just like because he, these moves out. Because the next scene is they go to the club and they ha and they, the and they and they they do, they dance again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, wait, oh, did oh, she? No, 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 no. no we, we forgot though. We forgot two things. We forgot oh, two things before the rematch. One in the midst of that montage, they play Shaka Khan's Oh Game boy, body. body. God, I love this. Yes, an all timer, an all timer. Yes. And they played the whole damn song. <laughs> and I was like, a movie today would never do that. Never <laughs> play the whole song. Fuck out of here. Play the whole song. And I threw up for a second. I thought like Fuckmaster Flex was gonna come in and like hit the bomb button and they was gonna play it all over again. You know, but like, no, but seriously, like, I was like, man, that's the thing I love about this movie. It's like, no, let them dance. Yeah. Yeah. Dance. Yeah. 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 And, and, but then, like, you see them outside and they got, you know, shirts with like their initials on them mm -hmm. and like together they're like oh, their TKO. TKO. Yeah. And I was like, who was the cornball? Who, who, who authorized this? Who? who? I mean, one, they, of, one of the three screenwriters on the screen. That was oh. probably one of the, the big ideas they had. It was like, what I, are we going to. What are we gonna name them? Well, it's got to be T, K, and O. Okay. Oh, All right. oh, oh. They're a total knockout. <laughs> but, but, but then after that montage, they go eat somewhere, and it's just full of like race. Oh yeah, yes. So yeah. Is, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, talk we can't about that. Talk about that. 
Cameron, I'm gonna let you, you guys speak on this first, man. This is so confusing to me because this scene <laughs> literally comes out of fucking nowhere and advances zero. So this yeah. is the this is the uh, race slash class uh, division thesis statement scene in the movie. It's Turbo and Ozone and Kelly. Uh, mm-hmm. Special K, so sorry. And yeah, Adam. Sp- special K. They decide to, they've had a long afternoon of training dancing. <laughs> and so they decided to cool out by getting some fresh drinks and maybe some chips and salsa at this Venice Beach, like, uh, honky tonk? I guess so. Because they exist? I don't, it, it, and it's an and, outdoor bar. It's an outdoor it's, bar that's. And it's full of Southern white people. Like, everybody there has a Southern, southern accent. People. They have accents. Everybody there has accents. Yeah, it was better. So their whole thing is that wait, what did they say? Because I, 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 I meant to take a note, but what did they say that was like their hard R word? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of like, again, implied these types of people, and then it was like, let me th- let me throw some money at you, dance for me, you right. know, kind of stuff. Yeah, hey, let, sh- show me what you can do. Yeah, and the black and Turbo is not having that. Turbo is not. Shucking and jiving for no nope. damn body. Nope. Nope. 100% go turbo, right? So yes. he's about to so he's about to he's about to stand up. You know, he's gonna he's gonna fight. And instead of fighting, he just tosses his drink on homeboy. But then the bar fights each other and yeah. none of the dancers get touched at all. Right. It's like one of those comedy things from like yeah. the 70s where it'd be like or like a uh Bonanza used to do that shit where <laughs> it would be like I punched somebody, but they didn't see who it was. So another yeah. guy punched him, and then a waitress smashed a glass bottle over that. They play it exactly like that, and they just watch these white people fight and yeah. get out of there. They get out. Look, they literally Cameron, just like don't stay around. Just like get out of here before these white people start fighting each other. Cameron, this is this is the point of that scene. <laughs> white people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly made me think that only because it was like. He tossed the drink, and then the bar fought themselves. Yes. So yeah, they go. They go to the dance, uh, the um, Radiotron. Oh, uh, the... one second. I'm sorry, Jordan. I didn't mean to cut you off again. I apologize. Yeah. But there is another crucial. Oh scene. boy, let's hear yeah. it. Yeah. Real quick, I promise you. Yeah. No. No. Go for it. Once again, it's this scene sits on the precipice of. We are trying to build whiteness. Why do you want to involve yourself with street dancing? And this is the scene with- yeah. Oh, with James? With yeah. the agent? Yes. And, and, and Kelly, because she, and he's like, street dancing? Street dancing? How, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, 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 are, what are you doing? And then like, literally like, it, this, like it comes off like, look, we're building whiteness. I can't sell you if you're going to do this <laughs> shit. You can't do this, and and like, and she's just trying to be cool with him, like, no, this is good things. And he's like, You're really talking like a street person right now, yeah. And I'm like, What? I'm like, It's a white woman, what are you talking about? Yeah, those you know? jigaboos are rubbing off on you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? hanging around those Negroes too often. It's, just, it's ridiculous. It's well, because the thing about it is, it's it's too, I have these in my notes, it's kind of a two pronged thing, right? So, Kelly in the white savior role gets to give the uh 
the the white understanding speech to another they're white not, person. They're not so bad speech. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you need to she she needs to vocalize to another white person why they're wrong and why you should just give these black people a chance because once you get to know them they're just like us really right just, there's just no difference just to recap it's the john candy scene at the olympic committee in yeah. cool runnings yeah it's it's the uh it's the we went uh in green book when he goes to the thing and he gets drunk and he has to tell yeah. them no he's a he's a regular guy he's yeah. regular he's just fine he can just play the piano it's it's that scene as well. Yeah. It's in every one of these movies. There's always yeah. a scene where we have to tell the other white people, the ones who aren't the saviors, that the black people aren't so bad after all. Right. And and the black people never get to speak up for themselves. Like there's we're never, never we're not in the room in Cool Runners, yeah. we're not in the room. Yeah. Right? yeah in Green Book, he's drunk so he can't speak for himself. Yeah. In breaking, they're not in the room. No, yeah, like Kelly has to be the one to get to like Speak look good. Yeah, she she gets she gets points because she gets to be the one to say you're wrong. Like if you really know Ozone and Turbo, you know that they they love like they love dance. Like nobody loves dance, and you don't get to tell them that they don't. You know, so she does all that stuff. But I then just also love how you say their names like if you knew my friends Ozone and Turbo. <laughs> Well, because if you knew my friends, Massachusetts, and I don't know, whatever, I'm on a peel over here. Well, because the thing about it, too, is after that, right? Uh, I have it in my notes here, too. Like James says something along the lines of it rubs people the wrong way or something like that because the people just don't understand, right? And it's like, no, 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 no. The people aren't afraid of it because they don't understand. They're afraid of it because they're black and brown kids. Like, that's why they're scared. That's why they don't like it. Is have, you been, of- have you been robbed yet, Kelly? Have you been robbed? Did they rob you? No, actually, I left the keys in my car and just walked over <laughs> to their garage. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, this is another example of this movie kind of talking around race and talking around like the real reason why people do not want Ozone and Turbo at any of their events is because they're black and brown kids who are just living their lives and walking around and doing the things that speak to them and the things that speak to them scare white people. And so that's not something this movie wants to address directly and so there's just different ways they kind of get around it where you know they use language that's kind of like they're just different or they're misunderstood or you know all these other things and it's like yeah but they're also black right and that's why you don't like them that's you don't want to say that but that's you really mean that that you don't like them because they're black and you'd rather not have these black kids also we need to we haven't we haven't addressed this yet and i feel like we do need to talk about it too Similar to the 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 dancing to settle beef situation, like you 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 look at the way that people are dressed and you're like, people didn't dress like that, but people really did dress the way that Ozone and Turbo dress in these movies. Yeah. Also, shout out to Electro Rock guy with the with the M Bison beret. Yeah. I was like that's a look you know what i mean like so many of them had just kind of these like iconic looks and the M. Bison he had this straight out of straight out of the, the he's yeah a street fighter he is a street fighter <laughs> he's a um, street fighter but it was like some of the stuff that ozone was wearing i was like i could never pull that off but oh no somehow you're making this work like yes. it's it, there's a lot happening with the with the fedoras and the trench coats and like and the, the gloves and the, 
handkerchiefs around your ankle for no reason. All so, kinds of stuff happening. The little, the little chains and stuff. The like little, that. Hey, yeah. chains everywhere. Little chains Even, everywhere. You know, you see so in the following scene, you see Ice T, the what Ice T is wearing. If you saw Ice T wearing that today, I mean, it would obviously look wrong because he's like Ice, 50 some years old, but like Ice T's character on Law and Order would arrest his character. Dead <laughs> <laughs> serious. No questions. Get in the car, nigga. <laughs> You know, that's accurate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I give them credit for that. You know, again, shout, out, shout out the movie or whoever listened to the people who are in yeah. the movie. Yeah. About the fashion part. So then, yeah, like, you know, Kelly basically shames her agent into respecting black people. And so he comes yes. uh, to the, <laughs> the you're, club. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's exactly what happened. He comes to the club and is immediately like on guard, like just 100%. Whoa, whoa, whoa. all these black people. I wrote down if, um, like, the look on James's face is like if White Flight was a person. Like, <laughs> he just. He just <laughs> <laughs> could not wait to get out of there <laughs> it was like there was no fight or flight it was all flight and oh, yeah. just happened to stay there longer it was just like wow this is a real tense situation here um they do the dance sequence kelly's just doing gymnastics like she's doing the gymnastics floor routine she's not break dancing at all. <laughs> it's, it's, all it's amazing how much <laughs> kelly gets away with in this movie that yes one says what you're doing is not breakdancing, Kelly. <laughs> well, because the the girl in, in, in as many situations that she gets away with it. And there's at yes. least like four of the sequences in this movie where she does something yes. that's not breakdancing, but everyone mm -hmm. says, Yo, Kelly though. Well, because she she gets on the floor and because she's kind of like she's the secret weapon, right? So like right, it's right, right. really yeah, yeah. Also ozone. blows my mind, right? Yeah. You got fucking turbo and ozone. <laughs> like literally the reason a movie got made of this shit. And then they found their secret weapon over here in Kelly, who's just like gotta yeah, bring Kelly routine. out. The you know, routine. Let me do my fucking exercises and it like right. blows your mind. Get the fuck out of my face. And like Ice T's doing rap commentary the whole time. Yeah, no, like, he's doing play by play. Ice T would slap the shit out of me for looking too corny, and yet Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, Kelly goes in here and it's just like this niggas is oh my god, yeah, my fellow niggas look around, look around, look what you see. I see like who's this? Who is this? Who's Stop this girl? This movie uh, is a fantasy. But <laughs> she let's be clear, this is on the same level as Masters of the Universe and fucking <laughs> like uh Lionheart. It's all fantasy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But apparently she beats the brakes off that Latina girl. The little who, Latina girl who who, who, who who just looked so defeated. Yeah. Like she like she had never seen dance before until Kelly came in and just like ruined her life. Yeah, and she clearly watched Kelly, but I guess Kelly won. Um but, because the movie said Kelly won. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, that, so I hate when it happens. Uh, real real quick real quick story. Uh so the first movie I ever did, I played a a basketball, a kid who played basketball in high school. It mm -hmm. was a parent and was supposedly the star basketball player. And I don't know if you see me, but like, uh, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm 140 pounds soaking wet. Like it's not, uh, but, it's not happening but, on the court. But Cameron, there's one thing that people will see and they'll think you're great at basketball. And I think you know what that is. I think you know what that yeah. means. Yeah. Oh, oh. 
You've got uh, the Mike, one quality that it takes to make a great basketball player. We did. There's a one shot in this movie where literally all I have to do is like score a basket on this dude. And like he's supposed to go like, oh, damn, not again. You know how many takes we did of this shit? <laughs> the number starts with a two. <laughs> and there's another digit that follows it. You, you, your boy is not good at basketball, fam. I'm like, this dude I mean, was washing me, and I would like do like a quick layup on him. And he's like, "Oh no, oh you're, you're you're definitely going to UCLA, Cameron. Oh, you're so good at basketball. That's what's happening in this movie." Yeah, everyone no, I'm... Is, everyone is my fellow actor in my movie. Just like yeah. Kelly. Oh my god, have I ever seen dance hip hop? Yeah, Kelly. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, uh, after that, Kelly decides it's a good idea to just take turbo and ozone to some super white neighborhood for something. First of all, oh, LA. No, 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 for, well, it's, it's for uh, a fundraiser. It's yeah. a fundraiser. Well, right. The agent knows. But I mean, obviously LAPD would have like, they would have stopped them before they even got within a mile of that neighborhood. There, there's that shot before they walk into the party and Turbo's looking at the car and I was like, fam, don't look at that car too long, man. Yeah, no. exactly. I literally, it's 2021 and I was like, the worried for a nigga in the 80s, like, don't look at the car too long. And they, That's yeah, real. They, that shit is trauma, yo. They, they casually just stroll up to this white party. I do, Rolls I do. Out front. I do love that Turbo just always fucks with white people. Like he never passes up an opportunity to fuck yeah. with some white people. Like it's just he, like he became my favorite character in this. Scene. <laughs> the the uh, the, uh, the bartender says like, oh what what, what is this? Or, or Turbo says, what is this? Holds up a piece of hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. And the bartender says, oh it's hogshead cheese. And then, then the next scene, he's talking to these two white ladies that are just enamored with his blackness. And he says, you want some of this pig cheese? And I was like. <laughs> Ten dollars says that's not in the script, and I fucking love you for that. <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's basically just like out here going for for Kelly again, you know, in the situation because Ozone. Yeah, Ozone and Turbo roll up. Of course, I don't know why she didn't know what would happen when they showed up to this party. But Franco is there, obviously, for some reason, which is also an oversight. Oh, my God. It's such a dumb coincidence. Her agent's part. Like, why would her agent not know that he's going to be at this party? Because he should know that she used to dance for him and they got He's literally one of the, like, he's literally one of the people in the competition that, like, yeah, he's a name that he's at least seen on a piece of paper once. No, James is a terrible agent. Uh, <laughs> and also, she's like not even signed with this nigga. She's like freelancing for real. Right. They've like, got. Hey, ain't any of y'all really doing y'all's jobs? Anybody here? Is anyone in Breaking doing their actual job? Right. I'm like, is does James work for Fiverr? What the fuck yeah. is going on here? Well, I think so. Oh, wait, I think we skipped something. So before this, 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 that is the scene where Kelly is like talking to Ozone about like getting, getting his shit together and like joining the crew. And it's a weird thing because like Kelly is not listening (laughs) to what Ozone is trying to tell her (laughs) at all. He's really, he's doing the thing again where he's really tiptoeing around saying, Kelly, I'm black. So, <laughs> that's why they don't like me. Kelly, That's why this isn't going to work. Oh, my God. 
guy. I don't think Kelly, I, I honestly, at a certain point, I was like, does Kelly understand racism as a concept? Like, does she know oh, what that no, is? Because the, the, the three screenwriters <laughs> of this film don't understand racism no. as, a, as a concept. No, instead, once again, gavel, two worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Because she was really, he was like basically trying to break it down to the most elementary level. And she still was just like, oh, so you got to stop being scared. You know, you really got to get out there and put your, and he's like, come on, <laughs> come on. I ain't scared. You set me up. You got me out here. Yeah. That's the way people, you're not going to adjust to me. It's, and, and, and see, this is the, this is, I will admit, this is the one thing the movie does do well, if not accidentally, it's like Turbo and Ozone are like, look, this is who we are. Yeah. Please do yes. not ask us. Inherently. To yeah, this yeah. is who we are inherently. Please do not ask us to change. Or if you want us to be a part of something, won't you do us a favor and give us the fucking notes so we don't walk <laughs> into the situation and look like assholes? You know? And like and Kelly never does it. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I'm like, bitch, read the room. No. <laughs> She does not. Nobody ever in the do room that. is black. <laughs> no, no. Actually, she, not even the fucking service is black. There are white yeah. people serving white people. Right. We ain't here. Man. Yeah, it's no. maybe it maybe it does take place in the world of white man's brain. <laughs> it really, yo, it really does because there's apparently there's a honky tonk in Venice Beach. Hey, yeah, boy. Fuck yeah, no, here. there's there's so many moments where Kelly's whiteness is just Na- like naivete, her white naivete yeah it's just like this is the prevailing factor in the whole movie like this is if, if she doesn't have anything else she's got that and she rides it uh all the way <laughs> wherever the she wants yeah wherever she wants oh, to all go the way to the top. That's yeah, she, what happens. but i will say this though at the end of that scene like um the uh, the uh, james like that franco looked at franco and was like hey man basically was like hey man fuck you pal fuck yeah you. He does. He does go like, "Hey, they're gonna dance, and you're gonna have to do yeah. that." Yeah, yeah. He's to do and it. props to him for for just being a good ally in the moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because because it's weird because Kelly is ostensibly a good ally in the sense that like when people do talk about Ozone and Turbo, like she is just kind of like, "No, like you don't understand." They're my that. friends. You don't get right. it. Yeah. You know. So she's like, she does constantly stand up for them, but like also never listens to them <laughs> so yeah. it's this weird balance of like it's her well because it's <laughs> kelly's agenda it's her yeah. agenda right which which ozone points out later after that whole situation is done and, that's right that's right and like it's like she, she she's looking they for ozone, it out. Ozone, ozone disappears and like you know she runs in the turbo who's teaching the kids you know how to dance and and those kids are better dancers than Kelly. And those kids, the, the, the little Mexican kid is like murdering He's it. amazing. He yeah. literally did the like the knees to standing. I was like, bruh. Incredible. And so but this is the scene where like for, between Turbo and Kelly, because Turbo's <laughs> always had his doubts about Kelly the, like the whole time. Okay, if we're going to ride with this, we're going to ride with it because Ozone wants to ride with it. But when she's looking for uh, ozone, you know, Turbo's like, oh, I'm not really sure, I don't really know. But then, you know, he says, Well, you know, he's go check the beach or whatever. And then he walks up. Oh, he, like, he walks up on the car and he, he says, walks up on the car and He was just like, I don't think you understand. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you understand what's going on here. Right, right. And once again, 
two worlds. And so, but like, he's, but it's the it's the closest this movie is going to get to actually having that conversation, right? Is his one line, right? And so, but like, it was like in that moment, it's like, look, Kelly, I'm I'm cool with you, and like, I legitimately legitimately believe that you aren't just trying to help yourself you want to help us too and that we are friends but you don't get it at the same time yeah right because right. ozone points it out to her when she shows up to the beach yeah there are things that ozone fears and like an ozone fears failure and ozone feel fears being set up to fail right right but like and sometimes he does walk away from a fight you know he walks away yeah. from channel sometimes but like he just sits there and says he's like look is this about you or is this about us right and that, mm-hmm. that, can, that can serve, and that can also serve as a relationship question mm-hmm. and as a dancing as professionals question. And that's yeah. why this, that's where this movie is like definitely using that to its advantage, but also the movie has no fucking clue what it actually wants to say yeah. about no. anything. Correct. No. Other, other than honestly, this movie has no idea what it wants to say, even though it has opinions about these things. It oh, doesn't yeah. know what it wants to say about race, class, structures. Or anything like that. It does know that hip hop dancing is cool, and right. boy, is it fucking dope. Right? It has no yeah. ostensible opinion about any of the things it's actually trying. It, it like no. it walks in the door and has no real opinions about the things inside the room. But and it's going to talk about it. Anyway. But it's going to talk about it because <laughs> we're in the room. Yeah. But I, I think part of the reason why it does that is because. They didn't, you don't want to alienate. You know, yeah, you like like the, like the studio's like, well, we can't alienate white folks, so no. let's like 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 Jordan said, we're gonna go around. Yeah, we're just gonna go we're just gonna around. do some real. Yeah, last thing about that scene with Kelly and Ozone is, as Kelly does, Kelly hits Ozone with the "I know how you feel," followed it up with "I know what your problem is," which is like the cacosity hyper combo finish yeah, of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it i know what you're going through it's like shut up but also you know what your problem is <laughs> it's right, like right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> i'm sitting here on the beach by myself you rolled up on me and now you're telling me <laughs> about me <laughs> let's let's rewind uh, <laughs> Well, we can finish. There's not really that much left of the movie. Basically, they get ready they go to, to the audition. competition. Right. They get ready to get in this competition. James has been trying to get them into all these different competitions. He keeps calling around. People don't want them. They're still training to get in. Eventually, they figure out that Franco has been shutting them down. So they, I guess, pretend to be another group and get in pretend like, to be a, an italian like classical dance group yeah nobody has questions when they show up like italian it was an italian name yeah they put on top hats and you know coattails and, and all that stuff yeah they go to this audition franco is there with his weird <laughs> dance group doing whatever they're doing whatever they're doing the judges love it i guess but the judges are the judges are classic snooty white people in movies. Oh, uh, yeah. the, the most snooty the, white the, people. The head the head judge is like the snootiest of snooty white people. And he's British, so it's like a and double. He's like, yeah. yeah, he's he's harumphing at some things. And they're like, we're looking for jazz dancers. I'm like, did oh, you see what the, the white people just did? <laughs> this whole scene fucked my whole head up because it's like. This was also like, I mean, I asked you that question during White Man's Burden when we were talking about that. Like, did white people in this world invent jazz? Because, yeah. like, in this movie, it's like, we're looking for jazz dances. Like, 
Okay, so jazz, like literally the only real American music that is made specifically by Black people. You gonna tell me that the only Black people in the room who know how to dance is not jazz dancing? Yeah. I want to smack the shit out of uh, (laughs) Sir Robert Snooty Pants over here. (laughs) I'm gonna smack the shit out, like that whole scene and every time he was saying, we're looking for real jazz dance, I want to smack the shit out of this guy. But this real, is also, that real jazz. This is also the only scene where Ozone is actually in the room for a change. Yeah. And he's like, yes. He's like, fuck it, let's go. He's like, Ozone. He like he says his name out loud. Let's go. Yeah. Ozone, Ozone <laughs> street <with> dancer. <laughs> right. Say with your chest. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, Ozone had enough of those white people. He was yeah. done. He was over he it. Pulled, he pulls off his sleeves. His, yeah. The sleeves of his tuxedo. And he like ties them to like make a different outfit on his leg. Yeah. Like right on the spot. It's like yeah. it's fucking fly, yo. It's fucking fly. Yeah. And then they just start dancing. Somebody, whoever, somebody had a CD or a cassette and popped it in because they're not they, playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. They're playing it's something so else. Messy. It's so uh, messy. And they just start dancing, and Franco's like, "Look at these jigaboos, like doing their." <laughs> but then <laughs> Sir Robert Sudipans is like, "Sir Robert Sudipans is like, this is this Franco, <laughs> this this new hip hop thing that's going on over yeah, here, right. that's going on in the park. It's right. pretty interesting to me. Yeah, the blacks might have something with this. They uh, might be onto something. <laughs> Mikey uh, keeping ass is about to let these <laughs> niggas in. Well, then they make what is the name of the musical performance that they? Street, street jazz, jazz. Street they jazz. do street jazz yep, which yep, is yep, like yep, a yep. big i don't know i guess it's some hollywood theater situation there because no, it's well yeah so like you know out west they have broadway contemporary type theaters, yeah which are just you know smaller houses right but this is it's the street jazz is a musical in the vein of like xanadu or yeah. uh uh starlight express where it's just like it's a vibe, y'all. It's not even yes. fuck a story, my nigga. Like <laughs> it literally Look. just starts like we're dancing, hip hop. Yeah. And the kid they, comes out the trash can. They start doing. Yeah, well, they're playing the the, the street cars. people song. There's street no, people. Like, it's yeah. not like a regular musical where it's like, hey, my name no. is John, and I'm from my street. You know, no. like no, it's it's, it's like. Yeah, no, they're getting yeah, it. It's got, it's got as much plot as cats. Like they just, right, they just exactly. get into it's, it. They just start doing it. But, but street like, jazz is a vibe. <laughs> but like they use like everybody that like that like they either like you know went up against in, you know in the club. Yeah, electric like, is like, there. Like everybody like, along the way. Everybody along the is way in is street like, jazz. Is this yeah. part of street jazz? And like that, I did dig because like I was kind of forgot all about it. It's just like no, at the end, it's like look, we're here to lift each other up. Let's bring yeah. the show yeah. in, yeah. And, you know, and then you know, and Kelly gets to bring in her dance to people too. Yeah, dressed so, like fucking what's her face from um, Mad Max. Like, what are you yeah. doing? She looks like sequined Tina Turner from Mad Max. Mm, she's <laughs> yeah, she's she's trying something. Adam he's, is there doing yeah. his thing. Adam's there. He's also dancing for the, the first, maybe the kid. first time in the movie. Yeah, the little Mexican kid from earlier. He's in the show somehow. We yeah. found him. He's still killing it. Um, still killing it. Yeah, it's so it's so like, and that's the movie, and the movie's over. Like, and jazz movie, is no, 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 movie. no. And then the epilogue. Oh the yeah, three minute recap of right. the entire movie you just watched. With and the then icy rap. and the icy raps, yeah, With the icy rap. But the thing about so like that's the end, and like that's the movie that's when you ninety minutes. Right when you think about what all of that culminated with, like 
I went back and I watched that audition scene again. And my, my two questions were like, who is this for? Right. Because it seems like this is really Kelly's thing. And like, this is really for yeah. Kelly in service Kelly. of Kelly's career, you know, cause she can kind of say, Oh, I found these two dancers. And right. like, do you like what they do? Like, then you got to get with me. Cause like, it's kind of my idea, you know, I, I'm, you know, so she, she gets street jazz out of it, but then, also, like the ending sequence is basically them performing for the white gays, right? Like the ending right. sequence it's is for, basically um, them. It's a Broadway show that black people would not be able to afford to go see. Right? Oh, but it's, even the even the uh, the audition sequence though is them like literally oh, oh. performing for the white dancing gays, for like, white people, winning white approval by d- dancing for them. Like, but you they know. don't even know what the thing they wanted was, and it, like. <laughs> what they because literally the, walked in they were like i don't like it because it's black and then they right they, like they, they did the moonwalk for five seconds and they were like hold on hold on whoa, whoa, whoa. well it's confusing whoa. because like whoa. they were what like if i understand correctly what was about to happen is that james for whatever reason was trying to get them to audition for these people for their production which is yeah. not breakdancing but something completely it different. was gonna be it was gonna be another show like right. in, so, in my head, I had that too. That right. It was like they were auditioning for whatever Broadway-ish musical that they were doing. Right. And then they saw uh, Ozone and Turbo and Kelly, uh, sorry, Special K, and <laughs> we're like, no, the show is about these guys now. Yeah, we got to make street jazz. Street ja- we got to make street jazz, guys. But what, were they, but, like, but what were they going to do originally, though? Like if they got the Something chance to audition... Yeah, like what were they? They were about to audition for like a cats. West Side Story esque. They were going to do cats. Like, because that's clearly not what Ozone and Turbo want to do. And they have right. said that many times that many this times. is not what they're they interested in. So Kelly is just forcing them to dance with her. Like, I don't really get what the, like, the well, outcome I, of that was going to be because it was I just a very strange. Like, I saw it. I, I did see it as something. I know it's confusing because it's like, what the fuck are they even really there for? <laughs> right. But in my opinion, or not, I mean, I saw this as a movie about gatekeeping. I saw oh, this yeah. movie as like, it's in it's formally about gatekeeping and it's also like subliminally about gatekeeping because he got like, you know, Kelly who finds, you know, Turbo and Ozone and they're like doing their thing already, but looking for an opportunity to do it not necessarily professionally, but like make a life out of it. Right. And they, and Kelly gave them an opportunity or Kelly's agent gave Kelly and them an opportunity to do that. Or Kelly used them to get an opportunity for herself. I mean, she didn't, <laughs> but she didn't think it was. She didn't think it was. She didn't think it was. Do, and yeah. they never do. They never do. But like, she oh. did use them to, she was like, oh, my talented friends and me are trying to yeah. do this thing. <laughs> right. Uh, right. It's like my talented friends, boys to men and me, you know, uh, I don't know. I was Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah. Jamie Lynn Spears <laughs> is out here like, yeah. Like, well, you know, don't you see us when it's yeah. really them? Yeah. You're right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Uh, and then if you watch breaking two, it's even more bizarre because when you put it back into the context of what that movie presents, Kelly is rich. She comes from a very rich family. <laughs> she like her parents are like millionaires. Oh so, fuck no. 
basically what was privilege what had happened was kelly was just out here like her father in that movie says slumming it with these street people and like she didn't even really need this shit anyway anyway <laughs> and and when the movie starts when breaking two starts kelly is performing and like these different shows and she's getting this opportunity to go to paris meanwhile I guess street jazz was not enough of a hit to get ozone and turbo like up out of the situation they're in because they're still doing the same thing that they're doing. Except now they're volunteering at a a community center, which the point of the movie is they have to save the community center through dance. Um, But it's, but it's like, so wait a minute, like with the additional context of Kelly being rich this whole time, like, (laughs) The it's whole, rude at that point it's yeah rude. then it's then it takes on a different connotation of like you know it's not like she needs to be like hey guys i'm filthy rich so just like putting that out there but it's like the the movie was presented as like you know she's a waitress and she's like working class she's, and like she's working hard to, to make her way yeah you know like she's, she's out making here her way downtown she's walking fast Faces yeah fast. she's homebound <laughs> And she's, she's trying to trace that dream just like everybody no. else is trying to chase that dream but nah she's just like super no, she, rich and she like had the opportunity the whole time it would have been yeah fun. she's just she's kelly, just kind of kelly gonna time. be okay yeah, yeah. Exactly. which kelly again gonna it, be okay it's it's another it's it's the concept of like she's just literally a tourist here like she's just floating yeah. through taking what she wants when it's available and then as soon as like as soon as street dancing is not a thing that's getting her anywhere she can drop it without any yeah. consequence and just move on with her life and leave turbo and ozone meanwhile right? turbo and Ob- ozone are like this is my motherfucking life yeah <laughs> my life that's all i got <laughs> yeah no it's uh i ain't got no toilet paper in my house it's bad it's 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 straight saint lunatics it's all we got that's that's all they got but that brings us to just the the critical reception and kind of behind the scenes of this whole movie and it's interesting because like this movie was a critical flop you know in terms of like reviewers were like that's fine like uh roger ebert gave it one and a half stars um he said he liked the dancing he he thought that like you know uh Turbo and Ozone, you know, uh, Alfoto and uh, and Michael Chambers did a fantastic job, and the dancers did a fantastic job. But he's like, "There's no story here." Yeah, the movie itself is whack. And that's basically what all the reviews were. Were like, you know, dancing is amazing. This movie is not well made. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Movie is not well made at all. So as a film, people are just kind of like, "Mm." the cultural reception to it, though, as Sean was alluding to, was huge though because it was the first breakdancing hip-hop movie in theaters again they beat beat street to the theaters like people were losing their minds it made how much how much money do you think this movie made just total box office i have it in front of me so i i can't oh say. yeah okay sean do you know do you want to take a guess but if i see here like i know it only cost 1.2 million to make yeah it I, did I remember uh, let's say uh let's say 36 million Close thirty eight million uh six hundred ninety two thousand seven hundred seven dollars. So it it made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. It's technically a hit, right? And and for Canon, it is a legitimate hit. It's a Uh, a legitimate hit for Canon for sure. And 
So much so that before they even release the movie as Ice-T raps in the end credits, there is part two coming soon. Like they had already had the, the sequel. Already had it in the can. Yes, the, the, the infamous uh, break into Electric Boogaloo. Like they had that ready to go and they released it the same year. This movie came out in May. Break and two came Breaking out in two is December. Yeah, it came out around Christmas. Crazy. And it was a flop. It made $15 million. So it made half of what the original, like, imagine that. Imagine Avengers comes out top of the year and then Avengers 2 comes out the end of the year and people are like, nah, we're, we're, we're off that. We're not doing oh. Avengers no more. Like, you know, it's just like, wait a minute. Like, y'all like this just six months ago. now? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and when you look at like the reviews, like the, the user reviews on like Amazon or Rotten Tomatoes and all that, people love this movie. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a cultural touchstone. Like people the credit this, of this movie is very long. You know? Yeah. People credit this movie for getting them into breakdancing. People credit this movie as like, uh, you're growing up in the eighties. It's like, wow, like this was the first movie for me. Cause it was like, you know, this hip hop movie yeah. and it really, and again, like when you look at just the hip hop movies of the eighties, like we said, Wild Style comes out first in 82, and then this movie, and then Beach Street also in 84, and then Break Into in 84, and then Crush Groove in 85. Groove. And so, like, it's kind of like a flood of like, oh, hip hop's in, like, let's cash in, because here yeah. it is, like, let's try to make money off of this. <clears throat> and Break In was like the proof that you could do that, like, you could make legit money off of these movies. Break uh, In literally broke that thing in. Yeah, and yeah, it and it it's the did. highest it's the highest grossing of all of them because it, like, but I mean the the footprint of even like the hip hop movie goes even further than that because then you've got like the the um kid and play movies of the nineties you got the house yeah. party movies yeah you got like yeah all that shit that's like a whole nother vibe of that shit and breaking is you can draw the literal line from breaking to you got served from breaking to step up yeah uh, breaking to breaking save the last to, dance. Yeah, all of those movies are are like if it wasn't for breaking, like breaking. We want to talk about Save the Last Dance. On yeah, the podcast Save, the, Save the Last Dance is also coming. <laughs> Again, it's very interesting just the casting of this movie because obviously, you know, let's we'll keep it a hundred. The reason that Lucinda Dickey is in this movie is because they need a white face to be the lead of the movie. You can't sell breaking with just two black people, and so that caused some onset contention because Adolfo and Michael were just kind of like, "Who's this?" <laughs> you know so like actually, not even, oh go ahead no i was gonna say i was gonna ask sean i was gonna say so that's interesting right you you get mm-hmm. this movie that's marketed to you i mean i'm i'm 33 so i'm a little too young i'm like just outside this movie yeah uh so you get this movie marketed to you and it's like starring all these black people and they're dancing on their heads and doing all this wild shit yeah. and then you go see this movie and it's about a white woman right what is that what's that experience like like as a kid like like as a kid like when i was like so when i went to go see it i remember like seeing the commercials and the trailers and i was just like look i'm here for turbo ozone and all the dancing right and as a kid you don't notice that lucinda dickie gets top billing and so like so when the movie starts i'm like why are we talking with this woman in the restaurant why are we (laughs) why are we even here like can we please get to the dancing and then we cut to the dance studio and i'm just like wait a minute why aren't we breaking <laughs> you know and, and, and like and so but like you know they're introducing the friendships and all this other stuff and then you get to the right, place right. we're here all right yay we're here and then we're like why are we back at the studio again God, damn, damn. yeah you know and so 
that was it's her movie it's not their movie it's her right movie. exactly she's the lead right and that's the whole thing and as a kid you're not paying attention to that you're like yo turbo's back on the screen ozone's back on the screen right electro right. rocks back on the screen right great fantastic okay lucinda's here adam's here okay that's great it's fine it's whatever no just get make sure i see enough for turbo and ozone and that's the whole thing because yeah it's lucinda's film but they also make it clear to you when you're watching it you're here for turbo you're here for ozo you're here for both of them because yeah. they give them their moments like mm-hmm. for them it's like this is why you're here but we have to sell it like this because this is how white america because this is how we're going to get yeah. an audience yeah this is how we're the audience that's going to spend money on this movie because the thing about on set right is that Michael Chambers and Adolfo Canonas, like Lucinda Dickey describes it as they they were hostile towards her because she was like she was the star, but it was like, but she doesn't she doesn't know what she's doing. Was like their their take was like, okay, this is a breakdancing movie. We are like maybe the two premier breakdancers in the world. We have to share screen with this woman who is the star of the movie, like does she know what she could she dance like what you know like she can she even dance you know so like it's it's kind of their reputation online but it's also like this is our like this is our big break moment and like we want to really do everything we can do to show off and like make this a big event and a big deal and yet this is she's the star so we're kind of behind her this whole movie so i think there was some resentment of like okay breakdancing movie and we're playing you know second to this woman who is not even a breakdancer or like in the hip-hop community at all and so again she describes it as resentment or jealousy or like hostility they describe it more along the lines of just like we didn't know what she was. We didn't know who this woman was and like what she was about to do. So, you know, like we weren't coming at her in the sense of like, we're trying to run her off the set, but more right. so in a sense of like, you know, my name is on this movie. <laughs> so like, I can't, I can't go back to the homies and be like, go see breakhead also like <laughs> i'm i'm kind of not the star uh you know so <laughs> it's just like listen don't fuck up the culture for us and i and yeah. i think and i think that's what she, i think that's what she didn't understand she may have not understood at that time it's like listen you know like we're presenting a we're presenting the culture to, to you know to to the world yeah it's going to be somewhat it's going to be homogenized and it's going to be you know it's gonna, we're going to white it down a, a bit but Right. When we do our thing, we are we gotta represent because this might mm. be the only shot. So mm. if you fuck up the culture for us, it's a wrap for the culture. Right. Right. This is a big this is a lot a lot rests on this. Yeah. Well, and and let's let's do this too, because it's crazy to look at the career trajectories for everybody in this movie. Because Lucinda Dickey, th- her next movie is Ninja Three, Ninja <laughs> which she yeah. which she filmed previously to these movies, and then she does another movie, and then she basically just retires, like she doesn't act anymore. Yeah, it's a wrap. So after this, listen listen to these career trajectories for both of these guys because it is crazy to really see like how far both of them go. So Adolfo goes from you know like 
do again he was in the shaka khan i feel for you video but then he becomes a like dance choreographer and is really like out here doing all these things so he does the choreography for lana richie's all night long video he does choreography for madonna for luther vandross he was the primary dancer and main choreographer for madonna's who's that girl tour in 87 he then choreographs three six mafia's performance at the academy awards for it's art here for a pimp and like is really just doing like a bunch of different dance things like he is like a legit legit like in-demand choreographer legit in-demand dancer not really any more movies you know he does another canon movie called uh labada which is a really bad it's terrible it's not good but you know he doesn't really do a lot of more like film but he is like again like in the dance world heavy doing just a lot of different choreography stuff uh, for like top stars. Then if you look at Michael Chambers, a a few very interesting notes. So one, he goes from this, he does a few more like music videos and things, but he is two, two things that I don't know if you guys can guess like what, what he's most famous for. He's famous for a particular music video and he's famous for a sitcom. Michael Chambers? Yes. Hmm. He is MC Scat Cat in the uh, oh. Opposites Attract video. So there's... Opposites oh, Attract. Oh, hold up, hold the up. The cat. <laughs> He's the cat. Hold the phone. This man basically did all the, the motion killer, well, like, I, I guess you would say yeah, early, like early, early. The reference, the reference. The reference. Yeah, if you go on YouTube, if you go on YouTube, you can look it up. You can see him doing the dance with Paula Abdul. That's kind of cool. So he he did that. And then he is also Robot Urkel on Family Matters. Family Matters. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. But he mostly Uh, just did the robot. Like He was also the robot in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Um, These people are working. These people work. Well, Last thing for Michael Chambers and probably his greatest claim to fame. And this is not quite disputed, but like, you know, there's different levels in terms of the veracity of it. But he says, you know, very candidly, uh, along with his friend, Bruno Falcon, Bruno Falcon. So his 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 claim to fame is uh, him and Bruno Falcon basically taught Michael Jackson like a lot of his dance moves he taught him how to moonwalk because they Uh, do the moonwalk and breaking yes which is before he debuted it at the motown thing so i'm like i was putting that together i did a little bit of mental gymnastics there i was like okay so this is 84 this is before the motown 50th anniversary Mm -hmm. uh or like yeah, yeah yeah before the motown 50th anniversary so he doesn't debut the moonwalk until then yep and so that means this yep. guy it's either he taught him or michael was like i like it and i want to know how yeah he no he taught he taught him how to do it and then you know uh bruno taught him a lot of like the popping and locking so like yeah, michael's yeah. michael's dance moves you know from the 80s mid 80s on like heavily inspired, right boogaloo shrimp and uh pop and taco bruno pop falco and taco you know, showed showed him how to do a lot of those moves, you know. And yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Michael, 
is just a you know genius and so like i'm sure yeah. he he learned them and then like you know took them to the next level with all the stuff that he did but like think about that the guy who taught michael jackson how to moonwalk which and... is like maybe <laughs> i mean still one of the most cultural culturally significant moments yes in pop culture yes it might be like if, if there was a list of like you know i don't know Kelly Clarkson winning the first American Idol or like fucking, I don't know, uh, Beyonce singing at Obama's inauguration, things like that. Cultural touchstone moments. Mm -hmm. This might, the moonwalk might be like in the top three and it's not three. You know what I mean? So So you got, you got breaking to thank for that. You got Michael Chambers to thank for that. That's kind of crazy. And that guy and the guy who went on to choreograph for some of the biggest dancers and like musicians of the time are playing second to Lucinda Dickey. Who is like <laughs> the one chick from Ninja 3, you know? Right. That's her other biggest claim to fame. So again, not throwing shade at Lucinda, but no just shade, saying no like from a historical context. That's it's just how w- it works in the world. Yeah. It's wild to think. Okay, and those guys were not the stars of this movie. <laughs> so I think they had a little bit of a reason to be a little like PO'd. Maybe right. just a little just bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. But that's a good pivot to rethinking this movie and recontextualizing this movie to move it out of the white savior space and, and to move it into something else. And since you are our first guest, Sean, okay. we would like to throw it to you to see if you had any ideas about what what would this movie look sans the white savior narrative no like you if you remove the white savior narrative it's basically you can make a film about turbo and ozone and how ozone is struggling with you know he, he turns away from battles a lot he turns like you know he does like I he's, think he's, he's, he's got a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. right there it is that's the way else we'll look thank yeah. you thank you cameron yeah he has imposter syndrome and he doesn't know how to face that fear and overcome it mm-hmm. so there's a storyline right there without Lucinda Dickey. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, like, and then you have Turbo, you know, best friend, homie, you know, plays to the camera so well. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know, plays, yeah. Plays to the camera so well. And, you know, and Turbo, and yes, Turbo can have a story too, because well, part of Turbo's story is like, hey, this is my best friend. How can I help, you know, get my best friend out of the imposter syndrome? He's like, I, I can't do it for him. Yeah. But hopefully I can help lead him that way. So, because mm-hmm. like you already have a story. A story's right there. There's Electro Rock crew and there's Turbo, there's Ozone and Turbo. The story's right there. Like, you know, the dance contest between Ozone and Turbo and Electro Rock and crew, Electro Rock, yeah. you know, that could have been like the, the final battle. That could have been the climax, yeah. It been, yeah, it could have been a climax because it could have been a best of three. It could have been yeah. a best of three, like, you had them on the streets. Yeah, and Turbo and Ozone got them. Although Ozone, like, although, like, technically, maybe, you know, they went by technicality, okay? Yeah. So then that's when the other cats come back, you know, after Turbo is out there dancing with the broom. And it's just like, yo, come on, let's go to the club, face us, you know, let's have a fair fight. And, and they beat Ozone and Turbo because, once again, like, the imposter syndrome hits. But then you get to the climax at the end. Ozone's in his bag. Boom. He overcomes it, overcomes it, and it's a wrap. And and then that's when you get them going through their legs, taking their coats off, and throwing yeah. them motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> like it could have worked. Like it, it could work. 
you know, because like it's there. Like you just did it right there. You did more work. You did less work than three screenwriters <laughs> who plucked away, plugged away to write this, like finagle this story in a, whatever they fucking came up with. Yeah. I, so and that's I, so much more of a rewarding story, right there. Yeah, I had basically a similar idea. With the only change being that, like the culmination of the movie to totally remove their white gaze, right? Like they, they're not trying to impress, you know, like these traditionalist dance company people, like all yeah. of that's out. So it is, it is basically what you said, Sean, in terms of like them and Electra Rock going to head to head. There's a competition. The winner of the competition gets to be in the Ain't Nobody Shaka Khan video. Right. Like Shaka Khan is like judging this competition. She's there. She's choosing the winner. And that's, you know, Ozone overcomes his deal. They win. And then the last sequence, instead of being street jazz, is is the Ain't Nobody video video with Shaka Khan. I like like both these movies. I like both these movies so much better. Because it's so true that you can literally just remove Lucinda Dickey's character, remove Kelly from the movie, and like it harms it, nothing. It you know, harms nothing. You know, because it's just like she is really if, if if the actual intent of her character is to be the white voyeur into this breakdance culture, and so she is yeah. white people, you know, exist. Don't get breakdancing. Right. And so that's what her character is supposed to be is like your POV into this world. I'm helping you navigate these black people and like we're, we're, we're going to dance and do this together. Like you could just take her out. Like you can just take her out because like it's like we've talked about in a lot of these movies, right? Where you look at like what what did these black characters add to this white person's life and what did this white person add to these black people's lives, right? right and right, she right. adds really nothing like she doesn't she, really give no them. no she added that she gave her opportunity that she got from the agent was then turbo and ozone's opportunity but it was an opportunity that they wanted <laughs> they didn't necessarily know that they wanted it and right. it's not it didn't like i mean obviously street da- street jazz didn't become the <laughs> hamilton obviously but like you know it, like, or even it opp- stomp or even yeah, god damn it like, you know what i mean like, but like but it, you know, it didn't work out for them, but at the same time, they still had an opportunity to like show the world their talent. Right. Sure. And the only thing that Kelly really did for Ozone was when she when she said to him, "What are you so afraid of?" Right. Yeah. That, that's really it. Like that. That's really she helps else, him get over his little imposter syndrome thing that he's going through. Right. You know, and like, and it's even once again, it's done in that way where they go around things and not talking about race and the intersection mm-hmm. of class and all this other stuff. You know, is once two worlds. <laughs> yes, bring the, yes the gavel. Yes, <laughs> closed. But um, but yeah, but like you know, like that's really like the only thing she really does for Ozone is that yeah. Because yeah. like a lot of times she's like, oh, why don't you give them a chance? And like because she's because when she says you know give so and so a chance, give these people a chance, give these folks a chance, mm. and, and 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 like they're like, you don't get it. Like yeah. Once again, we're black, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and like you know, and that's and once again, it's never. It's seen. literally what he's saying to her. Yeah. In those moments. Yeah. So like so so yeah like so. Yeah, you can make a movie, you can make breaking, and it's no shade to Lucinda Dickey, but you yeah. can make a movie of breaking without you pull her out and it changes right. like you're good. 
All right. Well, I think that that brings us to our our final rankings. Sean, we have a caucasity meter here that we grade each movie by. So these are our three for this movie. So the lowest ranking, which is just kind of like, this is... It's not offensive. Yeah. It's, but it's troubling. Yeah. It's it's more that there are white people involved in this narrative. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like, why are you doing this? So our lowest, our lowest ranking is uh, shorts in the winter, which is like, why, 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 (laughs) why are you doing it? It's not bothering me. Right. But why though? Yeah. Our, our second level, which is more like, okay, now this is encroaching into my space and like doing things to me. And I wish you would really stop. You know, it's not like the ultimate level of harm, but it is just like, what do you, what's happening? Like you're too close. And and that's, this movie is touching your hair. <laughs> right. This Without is... asking. <laughs> okay. And then I guess we can, we can, I haven't thought of a new one, but I think we can just yeah. stick with the one from, from last time. Like the highest level of caucasity where it's just like, wow, like you've overstepped so massively. Like this is just like, you're doing more than the most you know like you you've you've come in you're taking you're from taking us over you're taking yeah. over you're colonizing the situation yeah you're, you're taking from us you're exploiting us you're using us and you're throwing it back in our face and calling it cinema and that <laughs> that would be taylor swift's cover of september uh it's just, just like <laughs> it happened it happened <laughs> <sighs> And I bet she's still selling it on Spotify. Like yes, you, you know. You could give her a three cents if you wanted to. Man, you know what? Like that version really broke my heart. Like, I, <laughs> like, like, because that was yeah. still when Taylor was in her, like before Taylor, like, I don't want to say matured, but like she just understood, you yeah. know, like, like, yeah. it, like, it, it, like yeah, Taylor had to go through a lot to finally understand. And we, so like, like the Taylor that we see now is the different Taylor than we saw back then. Do I still trust her? I still don't trust True. her. I, I, I can't. Hey, understood. <laughs> um, but like hearing that version of September, that was one of the most disrespectful fucking things I've ever <laughs> heard in my entire fucking life. Okay, like, like it, it was. I, I don't, I don't get ang- angry when it comes to when it comes to music. Like I, I normally just like you know what nah, this isn't good. Skip, flip, you know, right. you know. But I was just like. You have just did you just try to destroy the essence of black America? Like, yeah. like, do you do you know the damage that you've just caused? You're trying to take an institution down. Right. When yeah. you do that. I'm like, do you are you just trying to destroy the earth wind and fire pyramid? Like, what the fuck are you trying to do? Like, yeah. Yeah. like, 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 no. She really like, thought she improved on the original. No. Like she really thought she made something better. She did nothing. Like (laughs) nothing. That's like Mumford and Sons trying to like redo Intervisions. Yeah. No, no, go home. Like, slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Just stop. Don't even do it. Man, like no, like. Oh, that's like that's like Mumford and Sons covering "Give It to Me, Baby." It's just like what? Yeah. (laughs) That's like the. That's like the Jonas Brothers <laughs> trying to do the Isley Brothers. That's like the Jonas Brothers trying to do the Isley Brothers. Yeah, like if motherfuckers like to- I didn't notice you did it. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like look, if they tried to do Voyage to Atlantis, I'd probably have to you know, I'd have to stop <laughs> See? Because like, you know, I'm like, look, I don't know if any of y'all can hold these Isley notes. I'm like, they can kind of mm. sing, but I'm like, I don't think y'all can hold these Isley notes. You know. <laughs> no. You know, no. but anyway, um, okay. So 
I so this so that. is this movie is this movie shorts in the winter is it touching your hair or is it taylor swift trying to cover september it is in the middle it is this movie is touching your hair without asking and yeah and here and, here, and for for me here's why is because you have a person in the film that honestly doesn't need to be in the film for the film to be successful but they are in the film to help the white gays mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and so in order for the white gays to feel this film and understand the culture and feel comfortable and not threatened by it um we need somebody that can go and touch touch black folks hair yeah. so that's i'm surprised she didn't actually do that in this movie. <laughs> I, I was kind of shocked, shocked too and so um, <laughs> and so like so yeah it, it's it's in the middle like this movie is touching your hair without asking so um so yeah yes i'd agree with that yeah i i was struggling because i was kind of like it's it was almost like between touching my hair and shorts in the winter because it was like I, th- I think we've I think we can all say that we enjoy this movie. Like I think yes. we can all say oh, that yes. breaking yes. yes. breaking is fun. We are we but, are all fans of breaking at this podcast. Yes. Yeah, breaking is, is is so much fun. And again, the dancing is phenomenal. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Like watch this movie, you will definitely have a good time. But you have to say that there's no reason for Kelly's character. And At there's all. just so many moments that are specifically geared to, for white people to be like, I get it, you know, oh, okay, like, the, yeah, like, oh, here we cool. are. Yeah, and and again, the culmination, culmination of the whole movie being they win the snooty white people's approval and get to do street jazz. It's right. like, get to live their whole lives. Hmm, I don't know about that. So, you know, it's, is it actively doing harm? Because then on the other side too, right? You have to look at the cultural impact of this movie and how it set off just such a, a craze, uh, you know, really helped spread hip hop culture, spread breakdancing, like right. really elevated the career of Michael Chambers and Adolfo Canones. And like, still to this day, like, you know, people cite this movie as like this got me into dancing and got me into breakdancing got me into hip-hop mm-hmm. and so like as a net positive right like breaking is not harmful right in that sense like it, it it did a lot of good but just judging it as like on a white savior scale of like you know kelly is problematic in in certain ways and there are some issues with just how they present race and talk about race and a lot of that stuff so it's like bordering on that so like Mm -hmm. film wise i'd say it's touching my hair but like overall the harm or like what you could assume harm done by the movie is basically none like it's not it's not harming anybody don't hurt nobody but yeah i i would say we 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 definitely broke it down uh, if you want to use the pun you know maybe we'll cut that i don't know <laughs> but i'll leave it in oh man okay uh but sean i want to thank you so much uh for coming on and joining us and and thank you, suggesting this movie tell the people one a little bit about fast break if they're if when when they're going to be able to get it and what it's about and two just feel free to to plug away whatever you've got going on in the interim Cool. Well, first off, Jordan, Cameron, thank you both for having me on the show. I, I had an absolute blast. Like, um, thank you for getting me to go back and look <laughs> at a movie I hadn't looked at in 30 years. Yeah. And, um, and I actually have a stronger love for I realized I had a stronger love for it than I thought. 
And um, this was fantastic. I had a, I had a great time. Great time. Thank, Thank you. you both. Awesome. Um, Fast Break, when it comes out in 2023, um, is written by me, art by Courtney Hahn. It's about a basketball prodigy by the name of Michaela Thomas. Uh, she is a, I think a fifth grader. Um, no, no, yeah, she is, this, I'm sorry, she's about to enter seventh, she's entering seventh grade. She's in seventh grade, um, seventh grade, and her mother just gets a new job. And with this new job comes new, better opportunities, better life, better way of living. And so right before basketball season starts um, at her, which will now be her old school, she, she, her and her family move across town and uh, move to the other side of town, better school, better opportunities, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, here's the issue. Is she going to be able to play on the girls basketball team at this new school? Um, the coach denies her the opportunity, even though she's a basketball prodigy, fantastic talent, um, you know, for, you know, politics, uh, the coach decides to not give Mikhail an opportunity, which breaks her heart, but she gets a, an offer uh, to play in a in an inaugural co-ed league and um, it's you know it's run by the school district you know it's run by the state the school district so it's all legit and she comes to find out that this league was probably like one of the is going to be one of the best things that ever happens to her and it's her journey in what happens when the thing you want most you can't have what do you do and it's also it's also a story about you know you know the responsibility that children take on and a lot of times children take on way more responsibility than they ever should especially mm -hmm. for black especially for black kids mm -hmm. and especially for black girls mm -hmm. and um it's also a story about family because in Michaela's family you know her father Marvin is now a stay-at-home dad because Michaela has like a you know two-year-old a two-year-old brother well uh Pam Michaela's mother has a better job the salary is enough to cover the whole to cover everything and so instead of paying for daycare Marvin is now a stay-at-home dad so this is a whole new venture for him too it's a whole new venture for everybody and it's and, and it's how do they all adjust to this you know what, what are the changes how does Michaela do making new friends at her new school you know, like how will those relationships work? How will relate her relationship with her best friend from her old school? How does that work out? And um, and so I, I just I turned in the script uh, like last month. I'm waiting on edit. I turn in final edits on September, and after that, it goes to Courtney so they can do their thing. And I, I'm excited. Like this, this is like this is the, like this is the first ever book deal that I've that I've ever I've ever had. Period. It's yeah. the first ever book deal and like because i've been doing like a lot of books for uh capstone publishing over like the last three years i've been doing graphic novels for them novellas children's books and stuff like that um which has been fantastic but um to be able to get this book deal this is something that honestly i thought would never happen because like i spent over a decade in the comic book business having more downs than ups um, you know, having struggles, um, feeling invisible, um, even amongst my own peers. Mm -hmm. And so like the last three, last three years, I've taken like a shift in my creativity and like, and in doing so, like all these different opportunities popped up and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And that doesn't mean I'm shitting on the comic book industry. What it means, what like, like it, what it means is, is that the moment I decided to diversify my palette 
and say, we can create anything in any different field. In any field, mm-hmm. everything changed. Like, yeah. Everything changed, you know. Do I still, I still want the, the call up from like, you know, the big comic book publisher? Sure. I, I want to see what that's like. Will it ever happen? I don't know. But, but I got this book deal now. Mm-hmm. And Courtney and I got this book deal because right? I ain't do this shit alone. Courtney and I got this book deal. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened like in my life. And like, I'm so excited. Like 2023 is going to be a fantastic year. Everybody yeah. Fast break. And like, I'm so freaking hyped about that. Yeah. You know, so. and maybe, and maybe so. by 2023, my office will be clean. Deshaun, <laughs> <laughs> tell everybody <laughs> they can find you on the internet. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sean S H A W N R P R Y O R at Sean R Pryor. Uh, website SeanPryor.com. Uh, Instagram the Sean P Show. Uh, those are normally my three places that I'm at the most when I'm not doing my nine to five when I should be doing my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like, hey man, it's the internet. Uh, so like right. those are normally the places you find that you can find me um i'm also on a podcast called culture trapping uh which is part of the taylor network um and, and that's with me daryl taylor julian lytle and uh gil cologne and nice. uh martheus wade so we've been doing that for a few years and uh, having fun with that and i um, also got a patreon um patreon patreon.com slash sean Pryor. i try to post as much as i can um yeah got a busy life but um you know, I'm thankful to the patrons that do support me and I, you know, give them all types of stuff. Sometimes I show folks like, hey, I just bought some albums, check these out. Or here's a sneak peek of a, of a book I'm working on. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, here's a video or here, yeah, just all types of things, you know, just to uh, share with folks. But um, but this is this has been fan freaking tastic. Like, yeah. I've had a ball. You yeah. Like, now I gotta find this movie where Cameron was trying to play basketball. I gotta find it. <laughs> no, as you if you, you can't see it at home, but I'm shaking my head profusely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. No problem. May, may, maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll do a special episode about that. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll get that in. We got it. We got to make sure we we do that. Um, <laughs> okay. Cameron, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me at the Blipster on Twitter, Black Hipster, and uh, the Blipster eleven thirty eight on Instagram. And uh, if you like comedy, follow my sketch comedy group, Two Karen with Love, at twokarenwithlove.com. Nice. Um, as always, I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on the internet, Jr Sosa eighteen on Twitter. Uh, comics on the way, working on stuff. Talk about that soon. You can get in touch with the show if you like at what people won't save you at gmail.com. So hit us up. Uh, let us know if we missed anything about breaking or if you've got any more insights about breaking or if you just, you know, want to yell at us as is the way of the Internet. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at white underscore pod if you want to hit us up there. And I just for posterity, I got I got to hit it one more time. <laughs> yeah, we got to go out on gang banging. All right. All right, but thanks, y'all, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.